Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 19th, 2020. I am Andre Cole, your host, a.k.a. your partner's favorite tooth. I'm joined today by Alex. The only other one I can name is like a canine. All right. Uh, Pat. You can name like the prefrontal molar. That's like, that's a, that's a term. My favorite tooth um, would have to be my wisdom teeth because they don't need to come out. And I want them to keep like that so that I'm going to show them favoritism so they never have to come out. And Allison. I was just going to say my least favorite teeth are my wisdom teeth because I had to get them out and it messed me up. They're already out of your head. (laughs) I have to be nice to mine or they're going to cause me problems. What did you do when you got your wisdom teeth out, Allison? Like what was your painkiller activity? I mean, I definitely had painkiller. Um, I don't remember. I watched. Exactly. I watched a fish called Wanda. <laughs> oh, God, you're not supposed to make it worse. I'm pretty sure I watched. I I don't even remember what I watched because it's been so long ago. But uh, I I definitely still have lasting nerve damage from that. Oh. So, uh, yeah. It, okay. Like. Half of my tongue is like kind of numb forever. Cool. Yay. That's yeah, that's stuff still. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it gets, it's a lot less noticeable than it used to be. It's just that like the right side of my tongue is kind of like n- numb. Huh. Yeah. Weird. That sucks. I, my yeah. wisdom tooth experience was not great. I will keep it short and say that they ended up removing, like they told me they were going to remove all four teeth and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then they ended up removing seven teeth and a bunch of my jawbone. What? They never, what? They never really told did, me what, Do you have a bunch of extra teeth in there? Wait a minute. What no. happens? Wait, how? You, your dental huh? sit. What is wrong with dental care in Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah, it's about $100 tooth cleanings and... <laughs> And also, they gave me too much anesthesia, so I was out for like now that four, great. four or five hours beyond when I was supposed to wake up. That and is then great. As soon as, soon as I someone, woke up, if that I, dentist wants to come to my house and and put me under <laughs> anesthesia for like a couple of weeks, I would be I fine with that. that. I f- from what I from uh, what my mom's told me, uh, I was I was still kind of out of it after the anesthesia, and so like they're wheeling me out in a wheelchair after my mm-hmm. wisdom teeth are out. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently I looked so out of it and so weird that the next person coming in for like, presumably some like another wisdom teeth extraction looked completely freaked out because of <laughs> me. That would freak me out as well. Uh. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, uh, and completely <laughs> groggy and I'm definitely over great. I'm over my dental anxiety. Like I'm fine. They can do whatever fillings they need to do. Shoot me up. I don't care. I don't. I don't. <laughs> six, the shots don't bother me. Um, uh, yeah, not that kind of. Hopefully, not that kind of shooting. Um, I mean, like maybe with Alex's dental experience. Yeah, apparently. Um, but uh, but but I uh, I don't uh, wisdom teeth. That freaks me out. I don't know why. Something about that in particular. Yeah. 
it's not it's, fun. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of tooth. Also, my Wait. crowning memory from all of that was waking up four hours later than I was supposed to, um, sitting up immediately and then being like, oh, good morning. And then they handed me a ginger ale for whatever reason. And I was like, okay, sure. Drink, drink, drink. And it just all came out the sides of my mouth and my, my jeans were <laughs> covered in... Why would my, they... My, this my jeans were, awful. My jeans were just covered in bloody ginger ale. And I was like, what is, okay. <laughs> what is wrong with this dentist? It's a Canadian oh. wet. Do you think they took the extra teeth to sell them on the black market or something? Because they have like a jawbone dealer? I- is... <laughs> Is a Canadian dental cleaning like they just stick a belt sander in your mouth? <laughs> You're not far off. Oh well, if you ever want to come down to my dentist, you're always you're welcome I, to. I can I can put I, in a good word. I've I, referred I, several I'm people put there. In a brief content warning here and say if you don't want to hear some gross dental stuff, we already jump s- ahead like ten seconds. No, oh, this is oh, like oh uh, no. Oh. I was gonna say, wait a minute, we've jump, already gotten yeah. into that. Yeah. Jump ahead jump ahead like ten seconds. Uh so my friend's sister had to get her wisdom teeth removed, but one of them was growing upside down, and so they had to like take it out through her cheek. Weird. Uh, oh through yeah. I thought they honestly, yeah. honestly, I thought that was fairly common. Not that it, not huh. they're going upside down, but the, the through the cheek stuff. Because how do they get back there? Your mouth can't. It's a, it's not a lot of room in there. My mouth doesn't open that wide. I don't know. Yeah, because I have like a small mouth, so I kind of always assumed that there was some gross stuff. You're okay, on the, the Zoom region. call, let's see who can fit their fist in their mouth. I definitely can't do that. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't even. Couldn't like even get every close. time I go to the dentist, they're like, "Wow, your mouth is small," and I'm like, "I, I don't know what to, what to do with that." I have pretty bad um, TMJ too, so trying like, to open my mouth wide enough to put my fist in would not be a fun too, experience. Same. So I'm not even going to do it for. A I want <laughs> to take that quote out of context and just use it all the time. <laughs> Welcome well, to dental nightmare fit, fix. I well, know, I can't like, fit my fist in my mouth. I sure do put my foot in there all the time. Oh God! I n- I never regret anything I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I do on a daily, daily Never basis. Never it. I just own it and live with it. And then <laughs> look like know, a doofus. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm fine with looking like a doofus. It's other things I'm not so great, uh, fine with looking like. But uh, things I am fine with. Video games. Video games? <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. Yeah. Sometimes. I don't know. A lot of times right? they're pretty good. They're not uh, they're bad. anymore. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go so far to say most of the time they're pretty good, but certainly like at least a third of the time they're pretty good. Well, and I then, wouldn't say that most of the time they're like games are good, but most of the time like the concept of video games as like I did play Darksiders 3 for like 10 minutes and I went this is not good and was very disappointed, so maybe mm. there is some to that like that first game was pretty good. The second game was all right. This third game, not so great. It's especially so, weird because the, that's that the same studio that made Remnant, which is very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but your your point about maybe a third of the time they're good is maybe that Darksiders is the... Yeah, because like Darksiders 1 is okay, and Darksiders 2 is supposed to be very good, and then mm. Darksiders 3 is I would is say it's flipped, good. but... That's fine. I haven't finished any of them. I've yeah. always wanted to, but never gotten around to yeah. it. First one has a portal well, gun. What? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It has a yeah. It has a portal gun. Yeah. It's like Zelda, but it's structured like Zelda, but has a bunch of stuff yeah. from other games. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, good, good, good for you. Do that yeah. more. 
yeah, well, we're not here to talk about Darksiders. Uh, as tragic as the end of that series, uh, I don't know, maybe they'll it's not the actually end. I think finish they, it. But I think they're going to make more for sure. I think that I mean, game, if they make it better than Darksiders 3, if they do like yeah. the actual here are the four horsemen together and it's a co-op service game oh, mm-hmm. no. with, mm-hmm. with loot mm-hmm. and daily missions. That will happen. Challenges. I, I would almost put money on that right now that that will happen. <laughs> oh, oh, who's going to make Look, it? Gunfire will make it. <laughs> Maybe they I mean, made remnant, a which is a remnant. They're making, I know, that, uh, which the ashes that looks like a pretty small thing to me. Maybe my perception Maybe. of that is that it's not a huge game. I bet you anything that they will make a dark siders game because they made remnant, which has co-op and like, isn't a service game, but they supported it and stuff. I and launched it more PlayStation six. And, um, and I would have said that, that that would have been something they could have gotten gearbox to do, but now gearbox is making their service game. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, who who is making Godfall? I don't know. I don't think it's Gearbox, Gearbox. Is publishing. I don't think They're it's Gearbox it. Central. I think it is a Gearbox studio, but I don't think it's the Borderlands team. Is it? It's not. People can fly. Is it? What are they? What are they? No, doing? Are people they can doing fly are making the outriders? that that uh, Outriders. Yeah, okay. which actually sounds pretty good. I'm I'm kind of into that. Now, I'll I'll check that out. And knowing it's like a a. Like there's a finite end, and it's not yeah, a service. It's game a it's nice. a remnant, not a destiny. Which I'm yeah. I'm. That's cool. I'm I'm more into that. Um, uh, it's it's uh, Counterplay actually is making Godfall. What have they done? So they um they have people that have worked on uh, Destiny in the studio. Their game that they have done is uh, Duelist, um, which was oh. a really really good yeah. collectible tactics game. It was interesting. Yes, it was great. It didn't. It just didn't hit very hard, but the art was incredible and it was really fun and really well made. It's also was this turn-based pixel art tactics game, not a third-person action game. However, the the world of Godfall was inspired by the Stormlight Archive, the First Law, and Foundation series. So, huh? And there you go. And the uh, gameplay from the out. Monster Hunter series. Mm. So. According to this article, <laughs> Andre is one more time. A what face. was that game? What was the game? No, 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 no. A, this is I Godfall. Had a very cursed. Oh, Godfall. Okay, these are the inspirations for Godfall. Th- okay, I had a very cursed thought, uh, and that just kind of like took over my brain. And that's what if Avengers was a gotcha game, like the console Avengers, Marvel's Avengers was a. Gotcha it is a. Ga- game. It is a gotcha game. It's, everything was the same, and everything was the same. But instead of getting loot. You got new like, roles of characters, and you were picking the, like I'm going to play my rare Tony Stark, or I'm going to play my super rare S rank Captain so, America. So the problem with that is that 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 exists already on mobile. <laughs> oh yeah, um, no, but what if that was the console game too? That but would it was be the, everything bad. else was the same. Like the the mission structure was the same. I would not play that game. That is that is a cursed <laughs> thought. Uh, and also it is a gotcha game, but the gotcha element is, will you, or will you not be able to complete the mission? Try again next time (laughs) (laughs) or to see if it crashes out or bugs out or lowers your stats randomly (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Well, this, the, 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 the gifts in this Godfall interview are so much. And the screenshots are so much more interesting than anything they have shown of, of this game in trailers. (laughs) I guess I'm, Maybe I'll get Godfall. Yeah, I'm going to play anyway, this game based on about, these. 
let's talk about uh, what we have been playing and not what we will play. Let's talk about the life we wish we could all lead in our fantasy mm, mm. with Allison. This is the yeah. wrong week for that. You should have you should have gotten squeeze this game in before last week's episode because <laughs> we talked about that song. <laughs> Yeah, well, the ludicrous song. Yeah, well, I I wish I could say that that inspired me to go back to this, but uh, I wish. You no, know, I just kind of wanted something. I, I was I was thinking about uh, what game could I play that would be very very kind of chill, and for some reason I don't know why fantasy life is what's popped up to me. Um, which I had played some of before, but I hadn't played uh, quite so much. Um, but yeah, I'm playing it on, on 3DS. And it's one of those games where I don't know if it's necessarily a great game, but at the same time, it's kind of the game I wanted right now, which is to be able to uh, get the satisfaction of checking stuff off of a checklist. and. Yeah. Go, hmm, I, I, I've completed so many missions today. That's great. Uh, so if you want a game like that, Fantasy Life is, is quite good. Uh, it's, very, it's, it's very charming. Um, if you haven't played it, basically the idea is that it's in a kind of fantasy world. And you play, at, you can choose as many different lives as you want to. Uh, and life is basically various classes. So there's the normal ones like paladin, there or uh, uh, mercenary or wizard. But then there's also stuff like you can be a cook or you can uh, chop wood. That that's one of the classes or be a miner. Uh, so thing, the thing that's kind of um, like a person like who works a in a mine or a person a who's. Like yep. a, like a mm-hmm. young person or a person who works in a mine, like you know, no, a miner, not a minor. A person, a person who works in a mine who like mines up ore. What about boat? Could you be like a young person who works in a mine? <laughs> a minor, minor. God. I mean, your character looks pretty dang young. So, if if you if you want to, I'm just asking the tough questions here. Things that people want to know, <laughs> but people—it's kind of like a—it's kind of like a harvest yeah, moon, right? Like it's, the, it's to some extent, a little bit. It's kind of like I've seen people actually compare it to like an Animal Crossing, uh, because it's just like like you can kind of do what you want. There's a story, but the story is pretty light. Uh, and from what I understand, it's pretty short too. Um, but I like I just actively ignore the story a lot of the times and just like, hmm, what's the task I'm going to do today? Uh, and since you choose these lives, uh, you can change them at any time. So like, I'm kind of on the road to getting all of them unlocked because you can collect resources and then craft those resources and then you craft those items. Uh, so it's it's uh. It's pretty chill, but it's, 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 uh, trying to describe, like, the one thing that I think a lot of people kind of would make or break, uh, this game for a lot of people is that a lot of the actions that you do are really repetitive, um, especially if you're 
mining is basically, you know, you, you go up to a resource and press A. Or if you are fighting, um, a lot of the times you're kind of just mashing A. There's a couple of skills that are charged attacks um, or more skills you unlock, but it's really pretty simplistic. Crafting is pretty much the same mini game across the board. So it's very, like, if, if that doesn't sound, if, if you don't, the gameplay is not necessarily what you are going into it for, uh, but you're going into it for that like kind of satisfaction of checking stuff off of a list. So sure. it's like kind of a good game for me to where I've been like watching TV while playing it or uh, like put on a couple of podcasts and listen to it. So it's a really kind of my ideal um, kind of multitask type of game. That's good. How does it feel playing on a system that is now dead? Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I, the 3DS is a good system. Agreed. It's good and dead. <laughs> well, it's all. How? What year did the 3DS come out? That was like 2011, I think. No, it must yes. it was it? I'm almost certain it was 2011. Because I got mine. I got my first one. 2011. When I was, yeah, that's fucking wild that that it launched in Japan in 20 uh, February 26, 2011, March 27, 2011 in yeah. the States. I yeah. I had forgotten, but that is actually the first console that I bought with my money like that. I went to that was new that I like went to the store and purchased myself uh, new because um, I had purchased a. 360 before that but it was like a ways after it had come out and used so um yeah 3ds was my first one it's had a pretty long shelf life especially for a handheld and it's oh Oh, fuck yeah yeah and it has like probably the best um probably the best library of any of the handhelds i would say it has a really good library yeah and i i mean i still actively play it because there's Still a lot of really good games, and there's a lot of games that I uh, either want to play or, um, you know, haven't played yet, but are are on the docket, uh, especially like handheld um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei games I'd like to go back into, or Persona Q, or um, Etrian Odyssey. Like, there's a lot of really good games on that system. So it's would it, would would you say Fantasy Life is one of those really good games? I don't know. <laughs> I think if it sounds fun to you, I'd give it a shot. It's one of those games where I like I specifically was kind of not as into it the last couple times I tried to play it, but now I'm like playing it. I'm like this is the exact game I needed right now because I wanted a game that I could multitask and watch TV and check stuff off of a list and be like, Oh, I am accomplishing things. So it's the game that I want, but I feel like if it's easy to go, Oh, well look at how, uh, you know, it, it, there's, there's so many different lives you can do so that there's got to be a lot of different variety in your gameplay. I feel like there's certain things that I feel like you could go into the game expecting or wanting and uh, 
it, it would just not be good for so yeah it sounds like it's a little uneven um it, yeah not necessarily it, it, bad but uneven i think it has a lot of charm to it which is fun um the story is light but the the writing is cute uh and it's it's kind of i it's i don't know how much longer i'm going to be playing it but it's like for now it's it's kind of what i've what I want to, where I can basically, again, put on, like, a couple YouTube videos and just go and do a bunch of missions and stuff. But it's not exactly, uh, I don't know if I'd even say it's really necessarily good. The, I, know, I, man. I think part of the struggle, and this is why I've not ever really, like, gotten into it although if they put it out on a phone i probably on i feel like it it. would be kind of a good Um, phone game but uh but but there's so many games right now in a time when we're all staying home anyway so it's not like i'm traveling and need a game to play on a plane or something um so there's so many games right now that are that like sort of chill just log in and do your stuff or just boot it up and do your stuff that it's it a game has to be kind of good to be or at least like I don't know that I'd fight real hard in an argument of or whether or not Avengers Endgame content is good, but it is at least a license that I already really like. So it, it's it's tough. Like a game that's like, hey, this oh, is yeah. kind of I don't want to call it generic because it has a style, but this game is kind of like simple art style that is not tied to existing characters that you really enjoy and kind of a basic login and do life stuff. It's it's tough. It's a tough sell, I think, right now. No, I get that. I I feel like for me, it's kind of like low pressure because of that, if that makes sense. Um, Just the Mm -hmm. general vibe of the game and the general aesthetic um, and the fact that I can kind of, if I'm not really feeling the story, can kind of just go, I don't really care and skip through some dialogue. (laughs) Like, I'm not feeling this dialogue, this, like, I feel like I would have a much harder time doing that with, say, like, an Avengers or with... um, Mm -hmm. A game that was from a series I particularly liked. Yeah, from everything you're describing, and I haven't touched it, but like it kind of just reminds me of uh, uh, Stardew Valley in a lot of ways. A little bit. Um, Stardew Valley is definitely better. Right. But but it sounds like it's kind of a proto Stardew Valley because it came out a fair bit before. Yeah, and there, and there's like the element of... I think even more so than Sturdy Valley, it's it's very much a do whatever you really feel like doing right now game. Um, so, like, if you feel like just, like, I'm just going to craft a bunch of items and sell them and uh, level up my uh, tailoring skill, like, for a while, like, you can do that. Or if you want to just say, like, I'm just going to go collect resources or I'm just going to knock out a bunch of these quests or I'm going to go do um, the story so that I can open up this new area. Like there's, it's, it's really much a, like I, what do you feel like doing right now in this game? Okay, go do it. Uh, Sturdy Valley is definitely some of that. I don't know if it's necessarily always that, especially if you're, if you're like, Oh, I, I need to go you know, water my plants so I can't necessarily go straight to the, uh, go straight to go fishing or something. But sure. It, it, it is that kind of same, like, 
I feel like just doing this kind of chill activity for a while. So, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's a type of game where I think that if you, uh, could, um, find it for cheap, like, and it, and what I said sounded pretty good, I would pick it up. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know what the price of it is right now, especially, or how tough it is to get, but, but yeah, I, 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 I think it's, if, if what I said sounds any, at all interesting, I would recommend it. All right. Sounds fantastic and like a nice retreat from the real life. Oh, because, God, yeah. Oh, That's boy. Kind of what I was wanting yeah. to. Well, let's uh, go uh, <laughs> and talk about into another fantasy world where you can you can check off lists and, I don't know, maybe watch some TV. Well, I don't know. You tell me how you play. Super Mario 3D All-Star. I don't know how he says it. Yeah. I, so I use my I, Mario voice for my students a lot. And they're like, oh, he's Mario. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, got Super Mario 3D All-Stars yesterday. Um, I haven't had a lot of time to put into it yet. Uh, but I just went in, I went in uh, and checked out each of the games really quickly. And then went back and played some more uh, Super, um, Super Mario 64, which I told you guys in the chat yesterday, but I have to reiterate for the podcast, that game still slaps. Yeah. Uh, that really? is a good-ass game. Uh, it's kind of a miracle that a game that is basically the like one of the earliest examples of it in every genre still plays really good, and it's still really fun to play. Um but yeah, so it's the new collection of Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy uh, for Switch. It's uh, it's I, I, it's one of those collections where you kind of wish there was more, but at the same time, these are three pretty fantastic games, and I feel like $60 is a fair price just for those games. So it's, you know, it's it's like variable you know what i mean if they had done more work to them and made them like because there there are some issues with some of these games that are i would say glaring like in super mario sunshine that game was famously the camera was inverted right they've uninverted the camera and there is no yeah. option to change this. Right. It's so it's so bizarre. Like that's that's one of those really, really weird things about it where uh I, they, I don't They realized they made a mistake. They they, they made right. a mistake, they righted the mistake, but people expect certain things from these games and to not give people the option right. and to and, change it is crappy. Right. And I feel like that uh it feels fine for me but i also personally can get used to either inverted or not with camera controls but i know a lot of people especially also the whole thing is that i haven't played sunshine in like several years so it's like you still have to get used to those controls but it's Mm -hmm. it's very weird and um the one thing that i personally would like would have liked is if they had a like extra stuff like if they'd had a 
here's uh, some, you know, content that, you know, here are some images from art that was made. Here's Mario's nipples and super in high HD. def. Yeah, yeah, but like if there, if if there was some level of like, here are some extra features to show off. They, you know, I, like the development of no uh, galaxy, and it's like Nintendo doesn't do that. I know, no, but at the same time, it, like it's a pretty bare bones collection um, mm-hmm. since it's basically like you you boot it up, you get to the menu with the weirdest font choice ever because it's like <laughs> the year is like that great Gatsby type font. And you're like, what huh. the fuck is this? Okay. Uh, so but, wh- how much of each of the games have you played so far? Um, I've played, I've gotten, uh, I, I, I haven't played very much because I got it yesterday afternoon because I got the uh, physical copy. Um, so I've played about, um, like four stars into Super Mario 64 and I just kind of dabbled in Sunshine and Galaxy just to okay. like get a get a chance for how I felt about it. Um mm-hmm. the one thing I'll say is I really don't know how I Galaxy is weird and handheld. Mm-hmm. Um it's 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 something that I don't know if I'll try to get used to or uh I've heard that it works surprisingly well with uh, just using a pro controller. So if I if I'm when I get down to playing that, I'll probably check it out and then play it on my TV with a pro controller. But that one felt the weirdest control for me because uh, you know the Wii controls were very vital to Galaxy. Uh, so one of the things that you do um, in the uh, you know, to one of the things you do in Galaxy is to collect the star bits, um, and use those. And to do that on handheld, you have to use the touch screen, which is okay. okay. But it's also like you have to take your hand off of the controls. Yeah, use it. It's just just feels, use your nose. I don't have right. I'm like I don't have that many hands. I if I could like. Do if I could mm-hmm. do both, like you have yeah. my hands on both my controllers, and then also, yeah, do that. It would make sense, but like, it's a, it felt very awkward. But again, I, I only played like a couple minutes of it, so I mean, I th- maybe yeah. I would get used to it. I think one of the greatest injustices here is I'm not a, I'm not a Super Mario, I'm not a Mario fan in general. Like I'll play a game here and there. But and I've spent very little time with Sunshine, but one of the main selling points of that game was using the analog triggers of the GameCube to right. do different like power levels of the of the flood pack that you know sprays water. The Switch does not have analog triggers, so it yeah. is full blast or nothing at all. But and, right. but Andre, don't worry, they have that GameCube controller hookup. It but doesn't it, work, right? That's that's the weird <laughs> one. It'd be it'd be really cool if I mean, like they could have they could have sold really you Nintendo, another. Though. They could have sold people another controller and be like, yeah. best with Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the thing I'll say is that 
I did not really n- notice that an issue with that personally. Um, and from what I've I seen, I guess you're a low level say, Mario Sunshine player. <laughs> uh, wow. From what I've seen, people say is like it, there's really not that big of a, an issue with that playing later in the game. But it it is one of the things that was really uh, felt very kind of visceral and cool when I was a kid. So it's kind of a shame that it's no longer there. But. I don't know that I would describe anything about Mario Sunshine as visceral. <laughs> Mario Sunshine is very good, okay? So I don't know. <laughs> no, that's not a con- condemnation against Mario Sunshine. And I just don't know that only, it's visceral. <laughs> no, only I things mean, that are visceral are good. But the, <laughs> it's like, only dead space. But like the feeling yeah. of like... Of 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 it of the analog triggers is very good in that sure. game. I mean, those are good triggers. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, GameCube a little, is a really good controller. Little, I wouldn't go that far, but it's uh, it's got yes, some it good is. aspects. It's a good controller. <laughs> it's, it's it's one button short. Yeah, that's so that's true. A proper D, a proper analog stick away from being a great controller. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, but I, I'm not. You know, I like the GameCube controller for the things that were it was des- like that were designed to work with it, but it is just far from a great controller, I would say. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm yeah. glad that you're enjoying it and but it it is just infuriating to me that it is such a slapdash like i don't know we emulated some games like god damn it nintendo that's the part to me that is rough is the fact that they're weird because they clearly put the effort into galaxy for example so that you can use the touch controls or Yeah, that you, but not you know, Galaxy they Two. Put, they put some yeah. effort into it, but at the same time, like, well, it's very weird because it feels like there are certain areas where they put a lot of effort into it, and there are certain areas where they felt like they put zero effort. And you're just like, and I'm pretty anti-game why? piracy here. Like, I'm, I'm a very, I have a very strong, very strong opinions about video game piracy, but when you are Emulating something, it sounds like not as effectively as one could do on a on their PC if they had a power. Not everyone has a powerful PC, but if you have a PC, you can emulate these games and tweak them more in doing so than with what Nintendo has given you here. And you're saying, and you can't buy it after March thirty first, twenty twenty one. I'm kind of like, it's very weird. I, I'm not going to buy this thing. The one thing yeah. I'll say is that it does run potentially better than the original games. Um, That's good. Have you made it to Dire 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 Not hard. Which is not hard. Uh, No, I haven't made it to... But, like, from what I've seen uh, people playing it later on, especially, like, on YouTube, like, it it is, like, pretty much the highest performance that you can get, especially for uh, for certain parts in... uh, in any of the games that might lag, that's that's not an issue in these at all. Oh no! <laughs> but you were you at like deep had, robot like, for a second there. God, no! As you why? said, lag. You you lag. <laughs> as you said, lag. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was good. No. But yeah, we understood but, what you meant. 
Yes, yes, your point came okay, across. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's it, performance-wise, it's great, but at the same time, like, it's very, it's it's very, like, it's a very mixed bag, because it's like, these are three, yes, three of the greatest games of all time. I will stand by that. But, um, but the package is weird, and I'm like, Nintendo, you could have done better. You should That's have done every, better. Every, every time Nintendo puts something out. Honestly, for real. And it's like, it's like Nintendo, if you, like, I feel like this is one of, this is, I don't know. It's very frustrating because I feel like you could do better. Like you have the potential to do better and you have the capability uh, you know what? I think this is a nice segue into something Alex has on his notes here, which is he finished high score and I finished high score in one of those episodes. I think it's the last episode talks about Nintendo jumping to the, like the Super Famicom or the oh, yeah. Super NES. Mm-hmm. And uh, they talked to Dylan Cuthbert, who worked on Star, Star Fox. Fox. And they were talking about like the transition to 3D and how Miyamoto was like, I don't I don't want people to like have to think about anything around them. I just want them to go forward, go straight. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Miyamoto? (laughs) You don't want people to think about 3D space in 3D space? He's a, such well, a strange man. I, I mean, there are limitations to that system for, and stuff. Yeah, but I don't for, know. for that system, I think it does make sense. But I, it didn't come across as he wanted the limitation for the system. It was people are too stupid and will be too stressed out if they have to think in three dimensions. <laughs> they have to think about, oh, no, something's behind me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. That was oh. like, hmm? What? Yeah. They, and then so many things started to click into place about like, Okay, Miyamoto's philosophy on game design. I see. I want Miyamoto to play Destiny really bad <laughs> and get back I want, to me. <laughs> I want Miyamoto to play Dark Souls. All of them. Maybe, but I feel like Dark Souls has a clarity of purpose, whereas sure. Destiny has so many fucking currencies and like weird shit that you turn into different sure. people and NPCs to talk to you to get obscure bounties and stuff, that that would be <laughs> entertaining. Uh, Splatoon. <laughs> You know, Splatoon is the closest thing to Destiny that Nintendo has ever made. Is, is right is right there. It's got sure. the uh, it's got like the horde mode. Yep, it's got yep. The, the crucible. Yep. You know, yep. it's Splatoon two. You're correct. Does not make sense. It's got loot, <laughs> it's or it's got game, you know, yeah. it's got gear that you can. It's a good and, game. Uh, that different. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. It's got a. Uh, it's got events. There was a controller with real triggers. I would like it more. <laughs> I'm using tilt controls. No. But yeah, uh the high score. Uh yeah, I watched from, that. It was, from one Charles Martinet uh joint venture to another. Yeah. yeah. It's a me, <laughs> Charles Martinet. Yeah. Yeah, you were right, uh, Allison. He doesn't play into it at all, which is great. Yeah. There's there's several moments where you're like he could make a Mario joke or like like it seems like he's doing little winks and nods. He's like, oh, this cute little plumber. Oh. I bet I bet Nintendo was like, you can't do the voice. Everyone's favorite <laughs> Mario, and you're like, you're like it's you, it's 
Like you and the, Mario, the, man. the executives were like, you. "Oh, we got like the the director." And everyone's like, "Oh, we got Charles Martinet." Uh, and and he then, can do the Mario voice, and they're like, nah. and then Nintendo was like, "Nah, fam, you can't you can't do it." Like they Not didn't. Nintendo didn't even like partake in the uh, in like the interview stuff. It was all people who like contracted at Nintendo, like Dylan Cuthbert and stuff like that. To, to be fair, I do think that was a like kind of a good choice because I feel like we've heard a lot of the Nintendo. Or I don't know if we have, but sure, maybe. I, yeah. I was interested uh, at the people who we that they spoke with. Yeah, yeah they they had they did a really good job of telling human stories for all the stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and like bringing in interesting like side things that you don't normally hear about, like the guy, the black guy who works on Madden, and how he influenced and like got them to change was it change every player to african-american in that mm-hmm. issue of madden or just was it just add african okay because there yeah. was like it was it was like i thought he made it sound like it was a limitation of the system so they only had one character color or like one like race or maybe it was just they didn't bother i'm not entirely sure yeah, i but think yeah. it was that they it, it was a range at that point mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. um Allison touched on a lot of my thoughts on high score last week, so we don't have to go too deep into it, but I think it was good. I think in terms of kind of a video game historian e kind of documentary, this is probably the best one that there's been. I think it's very, uh, like for the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. For the mainstream, like there's some stuff I would have changed. Like I would not have spent so much of that one episode on sports games. Like, I know. Oh my I, God. I, I was like, I it, don't play any if, sports if, games. If it was like, t- I understand why they did it. Cause like if it is yeah. aimed at mainstream, that's, that's probably something they might mm-hmm. care about, but like maybe do 10 minutes instead of 40 minutes on it for me. But, um, overall I thought it was very good. And a lot of the people they chose to talk with were exactly who they needed to. Like, I think John Romero in the last episode was a really, he was like one of the best people they could have interviewed. And like yeah, he's, that was extre- he's extremely well spoken. He was there right from the start. Yeah. So, like the RPG episode about uh, was it? Oh, with like I, Ultima it, and yeah, like the the guy in San Francisco who made the queer RPG. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. like mm-hmm. was like lost to time. Uh, Gay blade. Uh, Gay blade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gay blade. Uh, that was good. I hadn't heard of that. That was really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it seems like no one has really heard of it. Like, you know, yeah. very few people have heard of it unless you were in that scene and at that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was an interesting so that story was a cool that story to get. chose to share. Yeah. Yeah. And like Richard Garriott is always bizarre. So having him there for so long was cool. Uh, yeah. Roberta yeah. Williams was awesome as always. Like, yeah, they, they chose really good people. Uh, and uh, 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 Nolan Bushnell. So they had a lot of Nolan Bushnell. Yeah. Which again, these are all super good choices. The like there's some things I wish they would have changed. Like I kind of wish they would have talked about Ralph Bear or um yeah, I don't know. Like there's random things that you can nitpack nitpick, but I think overall yeah. it was very strong and it's a pretty easy thing to recommend to almost anyone. Yeah, like yeah. I, I recommended it this week to my dad who does not play video games at all. Uh, except for his love of baseball, but he he has <laughs> well, that's a like, whole other documentary. That's a whole other thing. But um, like, but my dad doesn't play video games. He never has. Uh, and I still was like, you know, maybe you like this documentary. 
Um, so I think that it, that's what it does well is that it appeals to such a wide range or could theoretically. Yeah. So I have a question. If they made a season two, who would you all want to see interviewed? Oh God. I was talking about this cause I watched the show with my friend Gabe and Newell. after who? Sorry. Gabe, Gabe Newell. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's a great pick. That is a good one. Um, I was thinking Warren Spector. Sure. Um, eh. Ken Levine. I would like to hear from them. I'm not sure if people want to hear from uh, them. And Yoko Taro. Yeah, sure. I mean, those are definitely three <laughs> answers that I agree with. But like immersive sims aren't really. I feel like if they spent an episode on sports games, that Deus Ex may not be one of their <laughs> top targets. Dennis they, also spent, they also spent a lot of an episode on Ultima, like Ultima one and two. Yeah. So, oh, okay, never mind. Then that makes sense. Those were the sort of kind of progenitors of immersive sims. I'm ignoring what Andre is saying. I'm not going to respond to that name. Dennis I mean, they could Dyack. do. They could do Dennis Dyack and talk about Eternal Darkness because that game kicked ass. Human that, that game that and game, Legacy of Cain. Yeah, Legacy of Cain. Yeah, that's that's who they should talk to. McCain? <laughs> yes. That's why I said that one. <laughs> oh, they should, they should, season two should be narrated by the dude what played Kane in Command and Conquer. I, they should talk, I want them to talk to about, talk to Tim Curry about uh, Command and Conquer. Yeah, I meant Amy Hennig, but I did say it oh. that way so that <laughs> it sounded like I was, uh, uh, yeah. Who would you um, pick, Allison? Like, Who would you bring in? Oh God! Um, <laughs> I am trying to think of who I'd want to. I mean, you could always just go and chat with Peter Molyneux. And- oh, that would actually be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you people make yeah. games, is um, Peter Molyneux video yet, is but- so good. It changed my perception of him one hundred percent. I used to think he was kind of a dick. Um, but, but hearing him talk about his previous games and being very honest about like, we overshot this, this was, this was too much. It wasn't very good and stuff was like really refreshing. He's, he's really cool. Yeah. I think he would be, I, I, I will probably go watch that video after this, but I I think that there are a lot of games where you could go like, so let's talk about fable. Let's talk about spore. Let's talk about, you know, black and white, black and and white. Yeah. And What's cool? I feel like he, he, there's should, a lot of ways get, that they could go with it, which is they, which is cool. They should get Sid Myers and also, oh god, I can't remember his name right now. Dude, what like basically started Maxis and did all the Sim games? Will Wright. Will Wright. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is to me, I said in our chat at one point that Maxis would be, or maybe it was on the episode last week, but that Maxis would be, yeah, that would be yeah. a studio I'd want to see. But I would like to see a, a show like this aimed at the history of like PC gaming specifically. I think that would be really interesting. Not that like, yeah, I feel like there's lots of these kinds of documentaries that talk about the history of Nintendo, which is fun. I mean, Nintendo is a very interesting company and has a rich history. So sure. But I would love to see like the, like while the consoles were doing this, this is what PC games did in the nineties. They kind um, of had yeah. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they definitely they did like, here's how it they did all like, then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's like the first graphical game that Roberta Williams and yeah. her husband That's made. Cool. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ken Williams, right? Ken? I just, I want to see, I want to hear about like, I want people to talk about like the Elder Scrolls Arena and that game's effect on role playing mm-hmm. games. And, yeah. and they, sure. they didn't uh, make it that far in. But yeah, right. Yeah, like I, I think that's just like a, the time frame they were working. Yeah, in. yeah. Like, and maybe they'll do a season two where they go wider or yeah. go further. I hope closer they do. To now that would be cool. I, I, I would, would like to see the N sixty four PS one era stuff. Mm-hmm. Just because, yeah, that's when did, I started coming into games. Yeah, they did have an episode talking about the first console war between like Sony, or not Sony, uh, Nintendo and Sega, Sega and, and like they talked about Sega, talked about a Sega lot. Visions. So it would be cool for them to throw back to that and be like, "Hey, remember how Sega was such a huge competitor? And some p- points they won the console war for a little while. Yeah, then they died. <laughs> then they were gone it's because yeah. Sony <laughs> smote them down." And then they were like, "Oh God, we need to release the Saturn right now." And then, oh God, yeah, yeah, like that would be. I was actually thinking really a lot about the Saturn uh, with this entire week. Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was actually really fascinating hearing the stuff from the like the people in charge of marketing for like Nintendo of America oh, at yeah, that, that time, was cool. and like the the fights they were having over Nintendo Power, be like. This is how I want to design it. And all the Japanese people being like, what? What are you doing? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those were really great. Uh, and then the I, Sega stuff, too. Yeah, that I think that show is a pretty easy recommendation. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I don't know, there's other stuff here that I, is probably an easy recommendation. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> other stuff on your list i <laughs> i assume you like the rest of this stuff that's why it's here sure let's, let's i kind of let's go for a quick one let's do an easy recommendation um sure i randomly as someone does clicked into youtube and uh was given a recommendation i was like you know what sure let's check this out let's just i haven't seen this before let's let's poke it and see what happens and that was a recommendation for the it's only YouTube. a small chance it's something fascist uh, that's a fairly large chance, but you can at least close the video yeah. quickly. It's I don't YouTube. know that I don't know that I've I've run into that. Anyways, me neither. But <laughs> um, I was recommended a video by the YouTube channel Odd Header, and uh, he's an interesting channel. I had not really been familiar with him before, and the the video that was recommended to me was ten craziest discoveries of the Nintendo twenty twenty leaks, and usually those top ten lists or whatever. I was, I'm like, oh, God, whatever, who cares? Uh, this is not a numbered list in a ranking. It's just like more uh, Jenny Nicholson style of here are 10 items in a numbered list because the internet likes numbered lists, but they there's no like, you know, number one is just as valid as number two, etc. Um, and it's really interesting. Like that video was really good. Uh, I'll put a link to it in the show notes as long as well as Pat's Peter Molyneux video, which he recommended. Um, and it's really cool cause he dives into super esoteric stuff and mm-hmm. like Easter eggs and, uh, unsolved mysteries of like, you know, stuff that shows up in games and you're like, huh, like think, think when, if you were playing half-life two for the first time and you're like, oh, you know, if you zoom in over there, you can see the G man and like, what's he doing? And like, same thing happened in half-life one, but, um, Franking or it. 
or like <laughs> probably um but like if you were playing uh like i know when i was a kid and renting a lot of games uh like you would play that a ton of that game and try and find every secret you could like i remember playing perfect dark and finding all of the cheese that was hidden like that kind of stuff okay like he, he's talking about things similar to that but like way deeper and stuff that's like hidden in files and like people are clipping through walls to find it's like stuff that is never meant to be found uh but gets found and it, he he kind of talks about the history of that and like who found it how they found it and like you know theories behind it yeah and i feel like uh after you mentioned this in our chat yesterday i went and watched a bunch of his videos and um i feel like a lot of content like this tends to recycle the same several examples oh, yeah. like do you know you can see the g-man there it's like yeah yeah i do <laughs> or do you know that if you look up then you see the weird things in galaxy 2 Ooh, Ooh um, spooky spooky yeah and it's like you know those are interesting the first few times you hear them but then like You've heard them a million times. Whereas I was, I was pretty impressed that a lot of this stuff seemed to be pretty, like you said, like esoteric or uh, stuff I hadn't heard of before, or stuff that you're diving through the files and you find weird stuff. So it was, it was, it was. Uh, those were interesting watches for sure. Yeah. So we don't need to dive too much deeper into it, but I can pretty easily recommend the Odd Hider channel. Um. So since we're kind of doing a rapid fire round, I'll jump into, uh, I finished a monster's expedition, which we talked about last week. Uh, I think it how took expeditiously me, did you complete the expedition? Uh, probably it, uh, my count on steam said 9.9 .9 hours. So <laughs> 10 hours. That's okay. not bad. That's, that's pretty chunky. Yeah. And there's more I could do. I did not get all of the achievements. Um, and oh, you're I'm casual. Yeah, I know. Um, there is stuff I kind of want to go back and do, but I want to finish some other games first and get back to it. Like, um, and I would say that that game gets really hard. <laughs> like some of the puzzles in that game are really, really hard. And <laughs> you know, you know what game I played a little bit of it. It. It's Steven's Sausage Roll. Yes. Yeah. That game is very similar to Steven's Sausage Roll. I played a little bit too. Totally. Um, it is similar to that. You're right. And uh, um, in, in, in a good way. I think the writing is charming too. So, yeah. Yeah. I like Steven's Sausage Roll. Like, I think that, again, that's really smart puzzles mm -hmm. um, and gets tough really fast. But yeah, Monsters Expedition, like, I, I was talking, like, it is still very much like the witness in that you are treating it like a metroidvania but the skills are in your brain yeah like you're like oh okay i know that this mechanic works so if i try and use this in this puzzle i can but like you'll get to this puzzle uh you'll run into a puzzle that you're like this seems unsolvable until you like walk through this other set of islands that should like kind of handhold you through this mechanic then you come back to it and you're like oh that's what you do and then you just do it so it's yeah. kind of like that. And near the end, it starts combining multiple mechanics like that, and it gets tough. But yeah, overall, um, maybe I'll write a review for it, but it would not be a surprise to say that it would be a five-star review. It's easily one of the best puzzle games I've played in a long time. Like, Is there like 
some crazy endgame reveal that cha- reframes the entire experience? There was an endgame moment that was profoundly adorable, if that counts. I, I kind of want to say it, but I kind of don't because it's better to just experience nah, it. I'll probably finish it. I, I wasn't super grabbed by the initial gameplay. Like, I think it's clever, but it was pre- it felt like I think I need to see more of it to see the way things stack because I spent like maybe an hour playing it and I felt like it was kind of like, okay, I'm pushing these tra- trees around. The, um, the, the writing is charming, but I was like having trouble finding a through line. So it kind of felt like charming vignettes. Um, so it didn't have the same push to me that even something like the witness had, but at the same time, I think that I need to see more of the mechanics layer to understand the depth a little bit, I guess. So sure. I, I do want to play more of it for sure. But yeah. So right. monsters expedition still good remains good. will be good forever. Maybe who knows? I don't know. No. Um, <laughs> the other one that I played is because I have been holding off on playing it forever because I was waiting for the 1.0 release. And I think that's also true of you, Pat, is it not? For the most part, I played probably three combined hours of it in EA, but never yeah. got past the first boss. Yes, and that is the new Supergiant game, Hades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pat, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think that game rips. There's a very <laughs> high possibility yeah. that it could end up as my game of the year for sure. Uh, huh. So good. High. It is fucking incredible. IMO. <laughs> I don't know that I'm putting it at game of the year territory yet, but I'm really, I am really enjoying it. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I have a lot more of it to play, um, but seeing the second area was the thing that solidified it for me um, because the way that they change it up between tile sets in terms of like how the world works and the rules in play were a real is really cool to me. Um, and then the basic gameplay is just so good. It's just so good. I actually, I made it to the second area as well, but I actually found the enemies to be kind of repetitive there. Like even when they were introducing new enemies, they were all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't Uh, know that I was sorry. Go ahead, Andre. Oh, I was just going to say like, uh, the third, the second area, a lot of the enemies are similar in what they do. But, like, each area is pretty distinct in what the enemies are doing. And I think, like, the third and fourth areas give you a better, like, better spread of stuff going on. Okay. I I think I like the second area because um, the environment feels like as much of an enemy as the enemies. So it felt like they are similar, but they're all forcing you to move. They're similar. They're doing kind of the same thing, but to different degrees. So you have to figure out it's identifying like, well, this one's going to go this far. This one's going to do this. So it was more like, how can I manage them and not go into the flaming lava? That's going to kill me. Um, yeah. cause it kills uh, you very I'm fast. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now it's, you get some buffs from Poseidon and that let you dash and make your dash, create a shockwave that pushes your enemies away. And then you just push all the enemies into the lava. And <laughs> oh, that sounds die. very good. That's the good only idea. thing, the only thing that I don't super love about it really is I feel like the game didn't really start until I unlocked the second dash. Um, like mm-hmm. it felt like, cause I, my experience was I got a, a boon in a run that gave me a second dash. And then I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome. And then I almost beat the first boss with that. And then I came back into the, the dungeon and I didn't have the second dash. And I was like, well, this does not feel good now. And so, uh-huh. 
it it is a little bit and then you can you can purchase a permanent access to the second dash yeah. which i promptly did um, and you can get a third dash yeah Ooh. but but i will say that i think there's a couple of abilities like that um that are that make the game feel a lot more fun to play that it's not that i necessarily think that they should have been in from the start but i almost wish that you were funneled more towards having those faster or something um so i but that's like the very minor criticism that i've uncovered so far for the most part i think it's pretty fantastic and um the enemies are um have a lot of like personality and are really well designed the encounters are cool the the art i it seriously might be the best looking game in my opinion like the art to my taste it might be my favorite looking game ever that i've played (laughs) uh it's so fucking cool (laughs) the art like the art direction is really fantastic and just the creativity into each of the characters the gods yeah uh the way the different ways they're represented because it a lot of times when you get it's like the Greek gods, they're similar, like, you know, they're all, like, oh, yeah. all white, attractive people or, you know, uh, or maybe they've got like, you got an old beardy Zeus, but he's still got like a six pack and he's just totally ripped. And in Zeus this game, it's here, a, but it's, it's diverse hot people. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> a cro- you know, this is a multicultural Greek pantheon. You want to go to Olympus cause everyone's just so hot. Okay. Yeah. But, Okay, Andre and Pat, I have a question. Every time answer. every time you died and went back to whatever the house of Hades or whatever they call it, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, did you pet the dog? Of Most of the time, yeah. Sometimes I've it's forgotten. not there. A couple of times I've, oh. I forgot. And sometimes <laughs> it's not there, yeah. I haven't had an instance where it's not there yet. All right. Yeah. Maybe you need to get good. <laughs> I don't think it's tied to your skill level whether the dog is uh, there or not. Yeah. Sometimes uh, the NPCs it, are it just is, not in their place. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah Nick Nix is not there for me right now. So yeah. And yeah. You can go back. Yeah. So between each run, it's a roguelike. You go back and you can talk to the various people in uh like you can talk to Achilles, who is your teacher, or you can talk to Nix, who is like monitoring the line for Hades. Or you can talk to Hades, or you can talk to, you know, a bunch of other characters and build your relationship with them and get like items from them that you can take into your runs. And something that is surprising to me and it makes me really happy that I waited till 1.0 to dive in. Have Alex, have you gone to sleep yet? I've tried, but it won't let me. Okay. So I I want to be very careful about like how much I talk about the story going yeah. forward, but <laughs> the story in this game is really cool so far. Anyway, I mean maybe it falls off. It's interesting so far, yeah. It, it's kind of a um, it gets a lot more interesting when you have that first sleep sequence um, because they deliver some narrative stuff. Then that is that is interesting. It's not like whoa oh my god there's something up it's really happening in modern day there's not it's not like that but it's 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 not it's not it's, Lord of Shadows. no but it, it's it's Does still Patrick like Stewart show up it, no but it's <laughs> it is a like oh this is starting to explain why zagreus wants to leave and also provide some propulsion to make you feel like you want to know the characters more mm-hmm. um and so, and I, and I think that's awesome for this format of game in particular, because normally, and I normally actually prefer when these kinds of games don't have a narrative element, like, like one of the legacy. things I, yeah, or dead cells is a good example mm-hmm. of like, I prefer to see the narrative play out in the gameplay 
kind of thing. Um, even something like Dark Souls is a good example of like I I prefer that for those kinds of games where you're going to die a lot and replay the same sections over and over. Um, I don't want to have to button through dialogue every time. And in Hades, you very much do have to button through dialogue every time, but it's so good, and I care about the characters enough that I want to see yeah. it. Uh, and it's yeah, not it's a, it doesn't very feel well. like a like a problem. Yeah, uh, I will say the first twenty minutes I had with it, I'm like, man, this is a super giant game. I'm here for the story. This there's no story, and then I died, and I was like, oh, this is where yeah. the story happens. Oh, it's, okay, yeah. I get it. It's much more evenly applied because, <laughs> like, I know that you're not a fan of Pyre. I love. I actually enjoyed playing Pyre. I get that it's very hit or miss for people for a reason. It's super weird. Um, and I love the the visuals in that game are astounding as well. And I love the the world and the tone, but I never got more than a few hours into it because the narrative dumps of like, okay, we're going to read story stuff for like half an hour now was like hard for me to wrap my head around. I also didn't have any experience with visual novels at that point. So I think if I went back now, I would have clearer expectations, but I love that in Hades, it's so carefully doled out over the course of your runs and you come back and then you get more story stuff and then you go back out. Um, and like the gifts and, and the way that you choose who you want to kind of learn more about and, and get more into, um, is really cool. Um, yeah, like at some point you get a codex, and that's yep. really awesome. And it also exactly, kind of helps yeah. guide you towards more narrative stuff. If you're interested, yep. it's like, Oh, Hey, talk to whoever three more times. And then you'll get to, you know, you'll get some story stuff. We won't tell and you what it is though. I actually haven't checked, but I don't think it's like talk to them three more times while you're standing in the same place. It's like, no, make yeah, sure no, you talk to them back. between runs. Yeah. Yeah. So there isn't, it isn't like you can just walk around the, the, the hub and like talk to people over and over again. You, you, it's like interspersed with having to go out and play the game. Yeah. Um, and I yes. just love the tone of like the, the, the character, even like the bosses are people are characters that yeah. Zagreus has a relationship with and mm-hmm. that you do more than just fight. Like you talk to them and stuff. And that stuff is really interesting hearing the way that they hearing about their relationships and, and like, seeing them as characters that I don't necessarily dislike. Like I like every character in this game, which is Mm. wild um, because some of them are like super bad guys, but, but I like all of them and I'm interested in hearing more about all of them. And they all feel like they have motivations for doing what they do beyond just them being the stereotypical God in that role, um, which is so cool. It's something funny. I found Um, the first person. I think the first person anyone talks to is hypnos. Because it's mm-hmm. the first person you run into, and I was like, "This voice sounds really familiar." And at first, I thought it was like one of the voice actors from Animaniacs, and I was like, "Because it sounds a lot like uh, Yakko or something." <laughs> yeah, like, it does huh. actually. You're right. I hadn't thought about that. But then I looked up who it was. Do you all know who voices Hypnos? No, no, nope. It's uh, Greg Kasavin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's and, hilarious. And, uh, do, do you for know those who, who don't know, he oh, is uh, Greg is. Would, creative director CEO I believe, I, one I, of the heads of one of the heads yeah. of yeah 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 and uh Zagreus and Skelly both have the same voice actor and that is, is uh that is Darren Korb yeah I was gonna say that's Darren right yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've I watched it kind of right? like him yeah. yep yeah Darren does the then uh speaking of the music um holy fuck okay. the soundtrack <laughs> absolutely destroys uh it is it is I think so <laughs> the way that well I 
you, I, I feel like you could, you have extraordinarily high specific and very specific standards. I feel, oh, I, I think so. for me, it's specifically because you spend so much time in the first area and I think the first area doesn't have the best music. Yeah. So I don't hear the most of. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love the. Need to get good, and then you don't have to hear the. Music <laughs> I love the first right. area's music. Yeah, you have to go <laughs> through it every time. <laughs> when it kicks in, when it kicks into like heavier, when you're fighting like sure, larger yeah. fights or the boss totally. and stuff, I just am like, oh my fucking god, this is so awesome. Um, but I also am. I have a very specific taste for Darren's style. Um, mm. so that's part of why I am so hot on it. I think you could totally. definitely. If if you're looking for something different, it's not necessary. It's very much it's the most Darren Corb soundtrack that they've done since Bastion for sure. Uh, yeah, like, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, so so I definitely I think that that's part of why I like it so much. Um, but the the No Clip has done a really good sort of following development series with them where they've they talked about like Darren talked about like doing more voice acting and how that's been interesting and stuff. Mm. Um, and it's been really interesting to see the development of that game. You can learn about the gun weapon and their intense difficulty trying to make the gun work. <laughs> yeah, what weapon are you using for now, Pat? Because I know, Andre, you've finished it. So I, I've not finished well, it. Well, you've made it uh, very, very I, I have, as far as I... Yeah, I mean, just before this, I was actually... I had a run uh, that was, like, most of the way to the end. I had, like... I had to do, like... A floor and a half basically to get or i think it's the end i don't know for sure because there's like a true ending too that they put in yeah with, uh, and like i haven't seen the full story uh like i have to i think i'm at like the final boss but then like presumably you still have to like replay for some reason yeah. like it's, aha you thought you were out but not really yeah there's there's I, i've heard there's narrative reasons for why you would keep going to complete the codex yeah. if that's your thing uh, which it is my thing so <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, what weapon are you tending towards? Like they do the cool thing of like, Hey, you'll get 20% more currency if you use this weapon for this run, yeah. like to try and encourage you to use other weapons. Like that's, oh, that's, that's cool. a good idea. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But like, is and there it's, one yeah, it's that, random every time? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Cause I, I like had the, the same spear. one twice in a row. So I, I like haven't unlocked that yet, but yep, I haven't unlocked next, next one. it's, it's stupid strong. <laughs> like okay. it's, yeah. it has a move where it's like triangle move. So you've got like your basic attack and then you've got your special attack. Uh, mm-hmm. And the special attack is you throw it and then you can pull it back. And so it can damage on both directions cool. and it go, it pierces through enemies. And then when you pull it back, it can uh, like backstab. So you can get more damage on the way back. Oh, so if you just like yeah. get moves that up your special damage, you just like, I'm just going to like throw it back and forth. Like, so that's something. So I've been, I've been largely <laughs> using the sword because I, I like the like simplicity of the sword. However, I like the sword, that's something that I love about this game is um, when you play like Diablo, you tend to do like, there's a lot of builds that are like, Oh, you just spam this one ability. You just crank yeah. that stat up and you spam this one ability. And I really like that this game fully leans into that where it's yeah. like sometimes you just get boons where it makes sense to just hammer the special attack button yeah. all the time in fights. Oh, totally. And that's it. That makes it sound like thin, but actually it becomes very much a, a game about like, I'm going to learn how this ability, how to best use yeah. this ability really, really intensely. And then from there, it is all about ensuring that I am not in a position to get hit while I yep. mash that ability and it, it feels really good to me because it 
there's just so many ways you can approach building your character and playing the combat encounters. Like you can be the person who focuses on chaining together different kinds of attacks to really use a diverse set of of moves, or you can focus hard on, I'm just going to make my special attack good and then throw your shield all the time. (laughs) And (laughs) And you can, you can hope for like certain like boons to pop up, but you don't know what you're going to get. So you're having to like adjust on the fly and go like, okay, well I've got, these boons that I've never really used before. So I guess I'm learning something new, Yeah, uh, which is neat. And they also incentivize, there's like a prophecy thing. And if you complete prophecies, you get more like upgrade stuff. Yep. And so using certain boons will then like apply to a prophecy. So then it's also encouraging you to use different boons as they come up and say, Oh, this is part of a faded prophecy. So you use that. And then you start to fill out this like book of prophecies. Uh, and I have it's neat. I have moments where like I at first when I tried the bow, I was like, ah, this is a little clunky feeling to me. I don't know if I like this. But if you as you start playing it, there's boons you get that then change the way that it works in such a way yeah. that it suddenly goes from being kind of slow and clunky and not feeling as good as like the sword or the shield into oh, now this shoots a lot faster and it leaves the arrows leave a trail of something and um, when I dodge and shoot, I leave like blades behind me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's really cool how you can be a little sour on a weapon at first, but the way that you build it yeah. over the course of the run makes it different and better. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I immediately knew that Greg had been playing a lot of Dota because um, I was using the bow and got a boon which gave me doom. <laughs> yeah. and it, the the doom does not behave entirely dissimilarly from doom in dota <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah there's uh, there's there's a lot of moves and you can i think you can stack doom or at least you might get a you might get a boon that i think there's a boon that lets know. you stack it three times yeah yeah um, so you get like three bursts of damage yeah yeah and well, then you've got you have like a magic ability and you can there i think like if you get the magic ability on them, then it like stacks damage and you get that like three times. And you, so you're just like I stacking damage all these crazy you ways. You can turn boon explosion damage into AOE as well with another. Cool. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, doom. I'm sorry. With another boon. Um, yep. Yeah. And that's kind of the super giant goodness that I love is that they stack systems on systems and it all works how you want it to. And it's ultimately for playing better. Yeah. Yep. Like and transistor this- transistor tried that. And I think it was, somewhat successful but not entirely i think this game hits it better than any of their games prior have and i think they just kind of captured lightning in a bottle to an extent with the way that the concept of a run-based game and the setting narratively and art wise and all of these gameplay systems that have been clearly kicking around in their heads since bastion because this game is closest to bastion in their catalog yeah, mm-hmm. um it's 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 it almost in some ways it almost feels like a spiritual successor to bastion to me um in a very good way uh it's less shooty than bastion but um yeah i don't know i highly recommend it i think you can get it for like 20 bucks on sale right now that's like yeah. an insane deal because even i don't think beating it takes an incredibly long time but there's so much there to do beyond yeah. just the first run so yeah and it's it's fun it's uh beautiful it's yeah sounds great it's good writing everything about it is i would say top notch yep totally so yeah 
Hades it also good. it also has, and then we can move on. It has, I think, aside from Half Life Two, I don't think I've ever seen a Steam user review rating as positive as Hades. Um, like ninety eight percent positive. It's ninety eight percent positive based but, but on twenty five thousand like, reviews. Yeah, that's the bigger part. It's that yeah, that's what I mean. That many reviews. I've yeah. seen hundred percent positive with like a thousand reviews before for people who are just playing a kind of niche game that all are mm-hmm. into it going in. But I mean, Half Life is Half Life Two is more impressive to me because it has ninety seven percent positive based on like I don't know what is it two hundred thousand reviews seventy seven thousand yeah. reviews. So <laughs> that's that that's maybe higher numbers. But I just think it's interesting. I don't think Steam user reviews are. Uh, particularly um reliable uh, yeah yeah that's the way to put it yeah. but um but i do think it's I, I like seeing the extreme ends of the review scale and hades definitely is near the top <laughs> from what i've seen and and apparently it is selling extremely well on switch so mm-hmm. that's great i great. one of the th- i said then we can move on but the only other thought i have is it's an interesting it's interesting the question of should I play this with a controller or should I play this on mouse and keyboard is an interesting one to me because I think there are some very positive benefits for both control methods Mm -hmm. and um, it's weird uh, because it's it's I I don't know that I would like playing that game on switch but I also could see it being a really good switch game for people who are who who jive with the controls in that way Um, sure yeah so that's just interesting to me uh, I have actually been playing it with controller because they say I tend to play with controller too. I, I I was going to do mouse and keyboard, but then I got to the main menu and it said at the bottom in yellow text recommended to play with controller. And I was like, okay, oh, maybe I'll switch <laughs> to playing with controller more then because if they're, I, I didn't notice that. And if they're recommending that, then that makes me more inclined to play with the controller. Maybe we should, I mean, we should try playing with a PlayStation controller. I don't know. Yeah. That's usually I've use an Xbox with, controller. I've been um, playing with this bad boy here, which our stream cannot see or the video version and audio <laughs> version cannot see. Sorry, but it is a dual shock. So, yeah. Dual shock. It's not on the PlayStation. That's illegal. <sighs> Wait, is it not on the PlayStation? Not, not yet. yet. I don't it's think coming. It's, it's coming. Just switch. December thirty first, I think, is their release date for the. Oh, okay. Wait, really? I think so. That's Weird. what I saw. That sounds like a placeholder ass date. <laughs> yeah, it may be that that was a placeholder in the article that I was reading. So interesting. Yeah. Anyways, Hades is good. I'm going to continue playing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. going to have to pick it. I play it soon. I think you would like it, Allison. Yeah, I I do think you would like it. Honestly, I think like one of my friends was saying like, oh, that looks really cool, but it looks a little bit intense for me. That is the only reason why I might say someone might not like it because it is pretty intense. Um, I mean, it's not super high pressure because you play a bunch of runs and maybe I'm just terrible at it. But that first boss fight is like. It's intense. <laughs> it's really hard with the sword. Yeah. It, yeah, maybe that's all the sword. That I was uh, once, with the you, sword. once you get like every other weapon is so much better for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. because. Uh, it, and like yeah, having uh, that second dash, uh, it, it becomes easier as you go through. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, when I got to her with the bow, I beat it the first time. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was way easier because you can actually dodge her damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah. There's a lot of like figuring out what works against each boss and knowing the strategy and being prepared for it. Oh, that reminds me of one other thing I want to say about Hades. Sorry. Um, Then we can probably move on, but I like that you can use the traps to your advantage. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Like there are basically pressure plates in each map or in most maps where if you walk on it, spikes will pop up or you'll walk on it and it'll cause like basically a turret to go off pointing at like that pressure plate. And like you can yourself run into it and dash off. And if you have aggro from an enemy on you, like it'll attack the enemy too. So like yep. you can you can get like a big chain of enemies following you, walk into one, and then it just like or, yeah. obliterates like most of them. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Or if an enemy walks over it, it'll trigger too. So yeah, like, so you can just push by themselves. Them so you don't you even can, have to be near it. Though I did like the attention to detail that like if it's a floating enemy and it's a pressure based mm-hmm. plate, it won't go off. Yep. Which I thought was that's and cool. yep. Some some enemies will be like, no, I'm not walking over that plate. I'm gonna walk all the way around this like yeah. big like uh, this big loop to get to you, uh, which is funny. Yeah, Hades is uh, real good. And to and to speak to the intensity thing, Pat, I think it kind of does the rogue legacy thing uh, of where you're always making progress. Mm-hmm. Like yep. even if it's just minor incremental progress, yep. you're always totally. getting better. You're always getting stronger, so that it will continually get easier. Yeah, and I and I really love Rogue Legacy, so I think that's yeah. that's good. But I, I think that's 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 one of the good things about those types of games is that you know it it, it has the roguelike feel to it, but also you still have some level of progress, which is I think good. Totally. Well, you know what might be a good way for you to test out this game with a controller, Pat? I know. Is to stream it to your phone and use this new doohickey you bought. Yeah, I, I was going to say, speaking of controllers, I don't know if, if Hades would stream well. <laughs> I don't know how that would play over latency. Maybe It's not. a little tight. Uh, and also, I don't know if you can do it with Epic. You, you can certainly launch the Steam Link app and then minimize steam on your PC and just get your desktop guest desktop on your iPhone. Uh, but I don't know if you can, Oh, you, we lost you, Andre. You're not, can't hear you. Muted. Mike mute button. Uh, if you just add it to like add non steam game to your library, it'll work fine. Yeah. Maybe. And then launch it from big picture mode. It'll, um, perfect. Beautiful. But anyway, I, uh, I picked up one of the, um, the Razer Kishis for iPhone, which just came out. Um, it's been out on Android for a little bit. Uh, I saw them cause they were, Microsoft was sending them with, um, X cloud game pass, like care packages to influencers and streamers and stuff. And I was like, that controller actually looks pretty good. And then I looked at a couple of reviews. Um, Linus tech tips did a really good review of it. Uh, and that thing is the real deal. It is, um, an impressive controller for mobile. It, it's it, it, it you, you, my you have to set expectations a little bit because the field is pretty bad for mobile controllers. Um, the bef- prior to this, the very best option for playing games on mobile would be to, in my opinion, to use a phone clip and put it on your DualShock. Sure, but that's unwieldy, and I have not yet encountered a phone clip that doesn't drop it on your face if you're laying in bed and you hold it up above you. I'm sure one exists, but like. It's not the best solution because it also is weighted funny when you have a the my phone is heavier than a dual shock, so having a big hunk of plastic and metal on top of the dual shock isn't the best feeling. Um so I've not been too impressed with controller solutions for phones, but this Razer Kishi is really cool. It has um really good analog sticks, um, like 
console quality almost not quite as good as a DualShock or an Xbox controller but like significantly better than the Switch's analog sticks and in the style of an Xbox controller um and then it has actual like analog triggers I don't know how how analog they are in games um how well that's supported in games but they slide instead of click um and there's a little bit of plastic scraping that you can feel but it's not terrible and it gives you some resistance so that's really good and then the buttons are a little mushy but they're they're fine i mean they're totally functional um and the d-pad is like a connected d-pad it's it's still a little mushy as well but and to be clear unlike a controller that you're holding and is clipped to your phone these are slapped to the side of the phone right yeah so it it opens up it's very much like a switch except that you are dropping your phone into the middle of it instead of attaching things to either side Although um, one of the real selling points of this controller is you connect it via lightning port on one side and then you kind of wrap the other side around it and then it has a tension band that holds it in place. It feels really sturdy. It doesn't feel like it's um, putting stress on the phone to me. Um, right. I will say I can't fit it in in my phone's case, so I have to take the case off, which is probably my biggest complaint with it, but ultimately yeah. pretty minor. Um, yeah. And because it's wired, it just works. Um, you don't run into issues where like, oh, all of a sudden now there's a little bit of lag or whatever that sometimes can happen with Bluetoothing controllers. Um, instead, it's just like always functional while it's hooked up. Um, so I played some racing games with it. I played some Ocean Horn with it. Um, and it feels like really, really, really good to use. It's so much so that I would say I actually prefer putting this controller on my phone and using it than I do using the Switch in handheld mode. Um The issue being that there still are not games (laughs) that are like there are some like I'll probably use this to play Monsters Expedition and stuff. Don't so so there are cool games that exist, but play that Samurai Jack game. Yep, I'm gonna play that too. (laughs) the The mobile game landscape is like games that are good with a. It's not just a good controller that you need. You also need games to play it with, and there's not a ton of those on mobile. I tried Mm -hmm. to play some. Not on oh. an iPhone because right, right because allow the streaming exactly, <laughs> which is kind of where this is going. Um, yeah. I played some Call of Duty Mobile on it, or I tried to play some Call of Duty Mobile on it, but I couldn't remember where I set my login up, and I was already laying in bed, and my iPad was in the living room, and I and it was like, oh, your password's wrong. Oh, we can't create an account with the with this. Oh, you 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 need to um, log out of other services and log in to this one. And I just was like, fuck this. This is stupid. Mm. And then I just put the phone down and went to sleep. Uh, um, so <laughs> that's, a that's mood. and I bring that up because uh, <laughs> it's 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 a common problem with these games because mobile games are just the landscape that has been created for them is such a fucking nightmare yeah. that to some extent that is a little sad for the fact that this controller is as good as it is, because I can tell you right now playing Call of Duty Mobile with this thing. It's probably one of the best shooter experience, handheld shooter experiences you can have because Call of Duty Mobile is mm. pretty solid. Um, and if you have a controller attached, you're going to smoke people because <laughs> most people play with touch. Uh, smoke them if you got them. But yeah. um, another one that I might want to try, like if I were in your, your your situation, would be Sayonara Wild Hearts because that was notably terrible with touchscreen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I might install it and try it. I have it on Switch, which is where I played it initially mm-hmm. and liked it well enough there. Um but it would be worth seeing what it looks like on uh, on on phone. Um, it also well, sort of kind sorry. of. Oh, go ahead. 
Does it have a headphone jack built into it? No. So that is one downside for, I use, I have wireless headphones anyway, so it doesn't really affect me. It does have a port for charging, so you can charge it while it's hooked up, but that does not work for headphones. Um, It doesn't do any data over the the port that is there. Um, So that's kind of a bummer. I will say, if you don't need to use headphones, it has vents for the speakers, and the game I played it without headphones in and just with the the sound over the phone it sounds great because um, iPhone speakers are pretty good um, and with the vent it kind of amplifies it a little bit because it puts it through a little chamber and it sounds you know as good as like switch speakers or whatever um, and a little louder too so that part is good the one thing that I think it does expose is that kind of to that like games there being games point like. I played a couple levels of Net Net Marble's Marvel Future Fight, which is exactly what you were saying earlier, Andre. It is a gotcha game that plays like an action RPG. Um, It plays a lot like Ultimate Alliance. Uh, That game fucking sucks. And you know that when you play it with a controller, because (laughs) when you're playing it with touch, it's like, oh, I'm directly controlling this character and moving them around and stuff. And but when you play with a controller, it's just like, man, this is garbage. This is trash. It's really too bad that this is where where we're at with games like this. Because if Marvel Ultimate Alliance three were on iPhone, it would be fucking sick. It would be really cool because it would run better than it does on Switch. And I would have a lot of fun with that. But instead, we're never going to get something like that because they got to put out these shitty gotcha games. (laughs) So (laughs) that that part kind of sucks. All right. Well, uh, normally, this is the part where I would talk about the games I've been playing, uh, which I, I've continued to play Star Renegades and Wasteland 3. And the more I play of Wasteland 3, the more I love it. It's it's real good. I met uh, a really um, a parrot who is very, very angry and just talks shit to its owner all the time uh-huh. and like swears at him. And is its sole purpose in life is to make its owner miserable. But I walked up to the owner. I was like, hey, how much to buy your parrot without sight unseen? And he's like, I, I don't think you want this parrot. <laughs> and then the parrot's like, no, I'm not going with you. I'm going to make this guy miserable. And then I convinced the parrot that coming with me and making everybody miserable across the world uh, would be uh, a better use of its time. And it agreed. Uh, so I just need good? to come up with some money. I was like, I could just buy it outright. But I was like, eh, well, if I level up my barter skill, I could get a better price on this parrot. Are you playing that game with a controller? Uh, I was trying to uh, because I just wanted to like sit on my couch. Yeah, yeah. But then because of like Mac doesn't recognize the touchpad on the DS4 and that is the menu button. Right, right. Oh, I remember. Yes, I remember this. And so I can't open the menus because I, uh, if I if I could open it through like the start button, that would be like, OK, but I can't. So I, I have to I'm playing the mouse keyboard. At the that's computer. one. I wonder if I could get it to stream. You cannot add. I haven't found a way to add um, games like Windows Store games to There's a way to Steam. Do it. it's, I'm it's, sure it's, there is. It's shoddy. I'm sure it's bad. Yeah. However, what I could do, because I would be doing it in my own home anyway, is I could mm-hmm. minimize Steam and then it and then start the game. And I think that might work. Um, I have to try it. Uh, I th- let's see if there's if iOS is on Parsec uh, or if Parsec is on iOS, 
then it does not look like it is. It's only on Mac, Android. Yeah, so it's not on there. So never mind. That's what I'm using. It's a virtual desktop with like super low latency and it's great. That's how I've been playing all my stuff now because Moonlight, which is the like open source NVIDIA game stream solution was giving me when I played, tried to play like Tell Me Why, it just tinted my whole TV green for some reason. Because if it's it's NVIDIA, baby. Well, my monitor, like Sick my laptop, my my laptop was fine. Like the laptop was fine, yeah. but it was my TV, like the external the external output was like tinted green, but only for UWP games. Like if I launched Steam, it was fine. So I just and like I went to the Discord, it was like, "Yo, anybody?" And they're like, "I've never heard of this. I have no idea what you're talking about." Like, okay. So yeah, I'm we'll not see. Using I, this anymore? I want to see if I can get it working um, through Steam Link. You probably that would be can. Cool. I, I bet. You, I bet it would links. work. There, I, there are ways to do it. Yeah, because uh, that that would be a fun. I could check checking in with Wasteland from bed would be fun. Um, it might be. Like, I don't like. I don't know. Text and stuff might be small. I don't know. So I had that thought too, but, but I tried playing Avengers over it, and that would mm. I would have thought that would have had a similar problem. And it looks great on phone. Like they, okay. the, it, it, it was perfect. It almost looked like it was meant to be a handheld game when I was playing it. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was, it was perfect. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah. So Wasteland, still good. Star Renegade, still good. I got to the last boss. I didn't beat it, but, uh, like, yeah, that it was, it was a tough fight. I think you, you beat it, Pat. Uh, Star Renegades. Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, beat you, it. you finished the bo- the boss. Okay. I'm sorry. Does did you it, say you did finish it? I, I no, I got to the final boss gotcha. and then I I whiffed it. Uh, not necessarily my fault. I don't think maybe it was my fault. I don't know. It, that was a, it's not an easy fight. How, when you say final boss, well, I got to I got to the the ship and I got to the boss of the ship. Okay. So, so yeah. what I so will I say the game opens up in some way. So what yeah. I will say is one there are like three times, two times where you're like, I beat the final boss. And they're like, actually, so be prepared for that. Okay. <laughs> Cause by the third time I was like, this, this better fucking be the last boss or fuck this game. Uh-huh. And then it was, so I was, I was like, okay. okay. Um, weirdly when I did it, I had been struggling a lot earlier on. And then the run that I went on, it wasn't that hard, which was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just got the right collection of gear, yeah. I guess. Uh-huh. But, um, it opens up in not the way that I thought it would. Like, I still don't know why there's a huge fucking throne room. Um, however, the conceit for continuing to play it is very interesting and cool. And I should play another, play another one. It's not as big of a thing as you would think. I I kind of expected Mm -hmm. it to be a larger, um, shift, but it is just enough to make me go. Yeah. I should check out a few more runs of this. This would be fun. Um, because they do a neat thing with the way that the 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 ending is sort of set up um, that forces you to change the way your whole run is going to be structured. Basically, by without spoiling anything, they basically make it so that you can't just use the same team that you're good at all the time. They kind of force you to swap on, up your team comp. Based on what you've said, I can predict exactly what the end of this is. It's, uh, which I, is, maybe, I, I think I can predict exactly what I it is. I'll also be okay spoiling it. It's not like... <laughs> It's it's yeah, interesting, but, but I wasn't like holy shit. It, it's very much like no, yeah, that, okay, that that's clever. Like a, it if it is what I think it is, that's a cool conceit. Yes, and, as a spoiler conscious uh, person, if I had heard this spoiler ahead of time, I wouldn't have been pissed off because it's not a huge mm-hmm. deal. But I'll let people discover it themselves. 
Yeah. It's it it is a cool game. People should play it. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely one of my favorites this year. Um I can't say that like, oh, it's the top of my list. Like I feel like I mm-hmm. might be able to with Hades, but it's it's on there for sure. It's cool. Yeah. Well, with that brief check in, I think we're done with games. Forever. And forever. They're over. Which is bad news for Sony and Microsoft. <laughs> I feel like we've made this joke like four or five times. Oh yeah. Certainly, but it's everyone's first episode at some point. It's true. No, I'm not condemning it. It's just funny. (laughs) It gets funnier Uh, every time and probably closer to reality every time. Boy, howdy. Was this a news week? (laughs) Yes, it was. A lot of stuff happened, yo. There there was going to be even more stuff. That Microsoft stuff from last week was supposed to be this week, too. Like, holy crap. Jesus. What do you want to start uh, with? <laughs> let's start. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just start right up here at the top of the list. Uh, the RT- RTX 3080 uh, yep. launched and immediately sold out. And uh, some some well, people theoretically got there was, them. The, the order in that was a bit different because the RTX 3080, a couple days before its launch, all the reviews started hitting. Yeah, and, and that's when people are, like, everyone's like, it's, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. It's not it's two times performance. Not, like they it's were. It's not what Nvidia said in there, but yeah. it's good. Like, like it's two times performance in very specific scenarios, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, but like, still, it is a huge step up. Quake and, two RTX two times performance. Okay, it, yeah, it's like okay, sure. If you want to play Quake two again, like sure, shooting some Strogs is pretty great, but it's also Quake two. Um, but like. The thing about it is that it was a good enough upgrade for people who were on the one series, like the 1080s, the mm-hmm. 1070s, or even even the two series. If you were on like, if you got money, you'd be like, okay, yeah. wait, the, uh, now I can actually use ray tracing, right? But like the thing about the two series was that um, a lot of people didn't upgrade from the the one series, yeah. if that's what you yeah. want to call it, because it wasn't a big enough step up. Whereas yeah. this one was, so it's like, okay, cool. Uh, so everyone's like, all right, we're going to pick this up. We're going to go to the website. And yeah, like you said, everything sold out like literally within 10 seconds. And it, everyone's like, wait, what, what? <laughs> like I, I was up at six in the morning cause that's when it, it was supposed to launch. I was like, mm-hmm. sure. I'm building a new PC. Why not? If I can get one cool. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I got the email and I was already on the page refreshing it every couple minutes and it went from notify me to out of stock. <laughs> like there was never even a moment where there was an opportunity to try. I, I wonder how many founders editions are going to be out there because uh, people, people like it sounds like, okay. Oh, they have them already. Okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I have to get quick shipping. Uh, it's just, yeah, that was uh, a real quick, uh, a lot of bots, a lot of, um, going up on ebay people scalping stuff because the hype is so high people want them graphics cards and now they they don't get their graphics card for for now uh there's supposed to be more stock coming in and hitting over the next like two months maybe by november you can get one yeah if you're yeah it, it was pretty much the um, textbook definition of a paper launch where they just didn't have enough stock or something, or like they prom- they over promised and under delivered. 
basically. Yeah, I, supposedly there there was more stock out. There was at least as much or more stock uh, than the 20 series uh, when that launched. But it, I think like uh, watching a gamers Nexus video, they were saying that part like manufacturers and stuff were saying we've had record high sales all year like this. We've had more than we've had like holiday sales level stuff going since like March. So they just haven't been able to keep stuff in stock. Uh, yeah. So either way, 30 people stuck at home. Good. They want to build a PC. Yeah. I mean, good. I'm glad it's good and I'll probably get one at some point, but yeah, just as it stands, it was one of the worst GPU launches I've seen or computer hardware launches just because it was so hyped. Everyone's into it. And then like 90% of the people who got it were bots. <laughs> mm. And like that's, that's a weird precedent. And there's, there's, there's an easy way to get around that. NVIDIA could just change their policies and finally accept pre-orders and like, you know, put a cap yeah. on there or something. We'll, we'll talk about pre-orders in a little bit here. Uh, I think we're going to let Al. Oh, yep. No, Allison had to depart due to technical, technical difficulties. Yes. Unfortunately. But she left literally the second I was about to say goodbye, Allison. Yeah, um, <laughs> I felt bad because she was clearly like <laughs> hanging in the call to wait until we counted her out. But also, yeah, yeah I was literally about to say it. I, I missed uh, when she said it earlier. There was there's a, there's a lot to keep track of. Um, but yes, so that is the status of the RTX 3080. We'll see what happens with the 3090 uh, this yeah. week, next the, week, yep, this, this coming, this coming, this coming week. week. Yep. Yep. Okay. And then the 3070. I I just want to see benchmarks for the 3070, even though I'm not going to buy one because yeah. it's still like also if eight hundred hey, nine hundred dollars here. Dear listener, if you are purely using your computer for gaming, don't get a 3090. <laughs> Just what it's it's such overkill. Don't do it. It's a production card. I mean, hey, who are we to tell you what to yeah, do with your money? I but, mean, you should get like a thirty eighty because that'll that's yeah, going to be your best sure. bang for your buck. But I also think I mean, like thirty seventy is probably the best bang for the buck. But I also think like if you are someone who is um, if you are someone who wants to play cyberpunk for sure, if you are wanting to run a full sim cockpit with the current Microsoft flight simulator and also interested in in loading in a bunch of mods to it that like are more taxing and live your, live your best life. You know, you're going to be able to then then get a thread ripper. Yeah. That game yeah. Is CPU bound. <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand well, where you're going for, but like for 4k stuff, I can maybe see a case. But yeah, like, that's what I mean. It, is it, in a lot of cases, AK I think, flight sim, baby. Yeah, the thirty ninety is just don't do it yet. <laughs> hey, I got all this extra space in my case for these expansion cards that are never going to get filled. What what else am I supposed to put in there? I feel like if you have that much money that you can toss at, a, at building a PC, it's like you're looking for dumb shit anyway. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there's a lot of people who are like. Oh, I finally have enough cash together to build a PC. I gotta wait until I can get a thirty ninety. I don't. I don't know how, how how much that exists. Although on the Beastcast a while back, Ron Funches was talking about how he has a Titan, and I was like, "Why <laughs> the fuck do you have a Titan?" <laughs> yeah. At some point, that just seems like a status thing. 
but yeah, well, he, money to burn and it was clear that he did not have money to burn. It was more that he wanted to buy the most expensive things so that then, cause he was under the perception that then it would be the longest time before he would have to upgrade it again. Mm-hmm. And that's why he yeah. was asking about buying a 3090. Cause he was like, I want to mm-hmm. do that again. So I don't have to buy another one for another five years. Yeah. Um, which uh, that's fair. But also, that. I think to your point, you could buy a 3080 and not have to buy one for another five years, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll be good for quite a while. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Can I? We can leave this after this, but the internet, just watching comment sections and stuff like that, people don't understand how VRAM works. People keep talking about, oh, it's only got 10 gigabytes of VRAM. That's not enough. Rah, 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 rah. There's a very so specific dumb. reason for that. And, I'm not going to tell you that I understand how VRAM works, <laughs> but I also uh, understand it. Uh, understand it. Understood that this is problematic. <laughs> a lot of games now have a bar, and as you turn on visual yep. options, the bar fills up. So it makes it seem like VRAM is the thing that's causing your bottleneck, when that is clearly not the case. <laughs> yeah, I know enough not. about it to understand that there's a lot of components in a video card that matter, but. Modern video games, like in Modern Warfare, you can turn on RTX and then it's like, oh, that ate up 30% of your VRAM bar. But if you turn off motion blur, then it then you save 10% of the VRAM bar. And then mm-hmm. if you try to over over go over the limit, it goes like, oh, your VRAM is overtaxed. Uh, the, the thing is, yep. y'all need, you know, y'all being people who are talking about that need to look up VRAM allocation versus VRAM usage because that is allocation. Uh, it is using a certain percent of what's available to it. Like right. it is allocating a certain percent of what is available to it. It is not necessarily using it. It might I, allocate five gigabytes, but be using two hundred fifty-six megs. So, I would just say you should video games should stop doing the VRAM bar because <laughs> I don't think probably. it's a very good representation of performance. Pro- I understand probably. why they do it, yeah. but like what matters is throughput and yeah, bandwidth. exactly. But but anyways, we don't have to dive on that. No, just, the, it, it, if you are listening to this and you have been looking at graphics card and seeing the the rhetoric of, oh, it doesn't have enough a VRAM. We have to wait for the next one. We have to wait for the TI. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> I I think my I was initially pissed that I bought a card earlier in the year when they announced these, but I think I still stand by the um. And this is not for people like you, Alex, who understand intimately how all this stuff works. My feeling is still having built now three PCs. uh, The answer is when you want an upgrade or to build a PC, look up what people like Alex say is the best value and then just go for that. Don't get too deep in the weeds of like, well, I got to wait for this edition of this card. And I hear this is going to be announced next week because there's always another thing right around the corner that will stall out your PC build for years and years and years. Yeah. You'll always be waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DDR five Ram any week now, (laughs) like, like, yes, I bought a 2070 super at the beginning of this year when these, after these cards got announced and yes, a 3070 would be better value now than a 2070 super probably was in March when I bought it, but also I have it who knows when there's going to be 3070s and the 2070 super is going to be great for 90% of video games that I will play on PC at 1080p, which is the monitor I have for the next five years. (laughs) Uh, So it's, it's just not worth um, stressing yourself out and, and like uh, uh, analysis paralysis yourself into not, 
pulling the trigger on a machine when when you're like oh, i gotta wait for the next thing speaking of not pulling a trigger on a machine but then pulling a trigger on a machine pat oh do we want to talk about the playstation thing you pat oh, wow okay <laughs> yeah we're just gonna so what we should we should <laughs> go on the journey. order we should go this on the journey out of order well this is a fun story and then we can do the other the bad story yeah or we yeah. could just say that the oculus sounds like shit oh <laughs> the yeah new oculus sounds shitty let's do that I, I so I, that Ars Technica. So okay, uh, sometime this week, uh, like right around the same time as all the PlayStation stuff, like the same day, the Facebook announced that the new Oculus Quest is on sale. The Oculus Quest Two, it's got like better yeah. uh, screens in it, more more RAM. Uh, but just about, it's next gen ready or next gen graphics capable Whatever. or some is, shit. I don't know. Is it also like? significantly cheaper it's, it's like bucks 300 cheaper. bucks yeah yeah the old the other one was 400 when i bought mine it was 400 it's also a hundred dollars worse a hundred percent is a hundred dollars worse <laughs> that thing is from it, what i've seen is bad <laughs> is it is it just a hundred dollars worse or is it like all the way worse uh, i have not used it but yeah, so the controllers are worse they have like they they're like less they track worse yeah the head the headband is worse. So, it's like not as comfortable. You have to like undo it completely every time you take it off yep. and then and like reseat it every time. It also doesn't have the hair. It it doesn't have the hair um thing. So like I have long hair. I always put it back like people don't see our videos anyway, but I have really long hair. And so when I put something on my head, my hair has to go somewhere. The strap that comes with the Oculus just goes straight over your head. So you just have to play games with your hair down if you have long hair, which also means that it's not going to seat in a way that Side is ponytail. like comfortable. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing that because uh, that's weird weight on my head Pink while I'm tail. playing. You get like, um, get like some I would do that. buns or something. I would like, do that if uh, someone would teach me how to do that. Uh, like Chun-Li hair. Yeah. But the thing, a thing that I think a lot of, and there's going to be people who would harshly disagree with me. I don't think we have listeners like this, so I think I'm safe. But the thing I would say about VR as someone who has done a fair bit of VR and has owned multiple headsets, you can you can hem and haw about screen quality all day, and certainly it's it it matters. Like the difference in screen quality from my launch Vive to the Oculus Quest is significant. But at the end of the day, if you're playing a really good game and you're immersed in it, you do not notice the fidelity of the visuals for the most part, unless it is a game that is emulating like hyper realistic, like, like um, onward is a good example. I haven't played that on quest yet. I would like to, it sounds like that one, that game is a little rough on quest because it's trying to look like real life soldiers. And so when you have that like point of comparison of, I know what real life looks like that, that maybe can, can affect it. But when you go into something like Tetris effect in VR, you can there's there's lots of people who have talked about like in the reviews it was like well the PC version looks higher fidelity and of course it does but when playing it on Quest standalone I didn't notice I wasn't thinking about like oh there's aliasing on that block because you're so immersed in it that it just becomes sort of it's all happening around you and you don't really stop and think about the visual fidelity with the way that you do in games on a flat screen in front of you and I'm someone who doesn't super care about technical graphics but i noticed them at least um so i that's all to say that comfort and 
quality of tracking is far and away the most important thing about a VR headset, as long as it meets a certain baseline level of quality. And any headset that is like mainstream and, and popular is going to be at that baseline level of quality. So definitely like the original quest has like cloth around the headset and it has like really nice felt and cloth and rubber on the strap. And there's a really nice place for your hair to go. And the original controllers have a really nice texture to them that is different on different parts of it so that you can tell where your fingers are and stuff. The fact that the new quest fails on a lot of those features is like, that is a deal breaker way more than it having nicer screens. Like you wouldn't, you might notice the difference if you're really trying to, to pick it out, but it doesn't matter that much. The the thing that sounded fucked to me is the original quest. What was it? It was a slider for the pupillary distance. IPD, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like a slotted thing now. So it's like, Hey, if you happen to be between one of those slots, you're just going to be dizzy. And it's not that you can't make it sit like seat between the, like the slot parts, but it was the, the review that I read said it was finicky to get it in position unless you were at one of the like kind of click in points. And yeah, the yeah. original one is, is a almost like a, a fader slider on the bottom that smoothly moves back and forth. And then as you're adjusting it, you see on, you can hold it and adjust it. And on screen, it gives you the numbers as you adjust. So it's like doing it's, it's, it's elect, it's like um, digital as well as uh, um, hmm. like an analog slider. And that's good. <laughs> and everyone's going to have to make, most people are going to have to make some kind of adjustment to that because everybody's eyes are a little bit, are, yeah. are spaced a little bit differently. Um, and so the fact that you have to physically move the lenses and then put the headset on and see if it fits and then take it off and adjust them a little bit and put the headset oh, back on. Oh yeah. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, Wait, if you, you can't if you even do, do it, it with it on, what? No, yeah, you, you can't do it, do it with it on because you have to put your hands oh, in the headset man. to move the lenses. That's, <laughs> I thought it was just like, like maybe on the bottom or like yeah, on the no. side. That's, oh my God. You have to reach into the headset and also touching those lenses is not fun because you can tell when you touch them that they're very carefully engineered to work. So it's like, it's, you don't want to touch them. It feels like feeling around inside of a phone charger port. Like if you've ever had to clean <laughs> dust out of a phone charger. Sure. Or, it's not good. So I don't or know. Like I, if you've ever taken the screen off of your phone and you have to clean underneath and you're like, yeah, well, if I put that sure. back on and there's stuff underneath, it's there forever. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it does not feel good to touch the lenses. Cause you know, if you like happen to like scratch them a little bit, you're oh, going to yeah. see that scratch every time you put the headset on. So yeah. And if you mess up the IPD, you're not going to have a good time. No, it's going to make you really nauseous. Uh, yeah. it's going to feel shitty. Um, I know because I have played with a fucked up IPD for like lengths of time and gone like, oh, I guess I do have motion sickness issues and then fixed it and then been fine. And once I fixed it, I can like do slide movement in VR and I'm fine. Um, So, yeah, I would say VR is in a shitty spot right now, like really shitty because um, Oculus also has a fuck ton of exclusive development deals. So a lot of their games you have to play on an, a lot of really good VR games that are the like triple A experiences. You have to play on an Oculus. You can get a Vive to, uh, yeah, I know you can get other solutions to work, but it is, um, the thing that sucks about that is that like base station based VR sucks (laughs) having to put up like 
lighthouses sucks unless you spend a lot of money and install like multiple points and yeah if you and if you own your home if you are a renter Mm. having that stuff fucking sucks i happened when i first got my vibe i was in a fortunate position where i had a whole house to myself that i was renting so i could set up a room and drill the things into the wall and go fuck a security deposit i don't care um and uh and and that made it cool but like in my current apartment the only way that i can play with a vive is if i mount my sensors on tripods which works but it's a small area and it's not it it doesn't give me the same kind of like movement range that i would have if i could mount them in the walls but i'm not going to do that because we live in this apartment so i don't know all that sucks inside out tracking is the way to go and the quest was a really great example of that the rift s was a really great example of that and now like Oculus just sucks between the Facebook stuff and this new quest is bad. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope that somebody else comes in and picks up the work that they started with the Rift S. If, if, um, if HTC does a really good inside out tracking headset, that could be the thing that the sort of the savior, um, they've got but, the cosmos, but it's not great. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's if they can get like from my research earlier this year, because that's the thing about the quest is that the original quest worked flawlessly. Even when you had to like reach behind you and the controllers lost vision, they have such, um, they have such robust uh, gyro data from the controllers that they can simulate where it is when it's out of view of the cameras. And so you can easily reach behind your back for stuff, even though it's not in view of the tracking. Um, so I don't know. I just, I hope that they get back on track with that stuff. No pun intended. Did, um, a, did the HP put out a set, didn't they? The reverb or whatever? Uh, it's I, like, a, I, there are a bunch of like mixed reality sets. The, uh, Samsung headset is supposed to be really good, but they're also re- like the mixed reality stuff seems really hard to find. Like they go in and out of production well, and a huge problem. Um, if you're interested in VR development, you should follow Anton hand on Twitter, um, developer mm-hmm. of hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, I also just find, think he's a great follow cause he's a cool dude. But, um, the, um, the reality is like really good VR games need some, some parody with control, different controllers. Like his game is explicitly designed for, Vive and index controllers basically in that there's some control things that suck to do on Oculus touch controllers. But his, his answer to that is like, I'm sorry, but they're just different controllers. I don't know what I can, what to tell you. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do the things that you can do on those controllers with on the Vive and index controllers with an Oculus touch controller. And it's a frustration from a development perspective, but he can't like make the controllers better. <laughs> for his yeah. game and he can't design the game around multiple sets of controllers because it's like making multiple games almost. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. So it's, it's tough. Um, and the mixed reality headsets introduce a greater problem there because they have such a weird range of different kinds of controllers and like different quality and fidelity of controllers. Uh, so that's sort of the problem. Yeah. Well, there's our thorough analysis of the Oculus Quest 2 without having touched one. Don't buy it. Go buy. Don't buy VR right now, probably. Probably not. I, I'll be honest. My when we can move on after this. 
as someone who I would I would refer to myself as basic as as a BR enthusiast to a, to a degree, um, I will probably once I can get rid of this Vive, um, I need someone to buy it off of me. I'll probably keep my quest around for playing stuff like H three um, and occasional uh, other PC stuff. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to keep using it in that way without needing to log in with Facebook. Um, and then uh, I think that the potential for PSVR on PS5 is probably where the future of VR is at this point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that, that that They've shown some very encouraging stuff um, with that Hitman VR stuff that they're still going to be um, invested in that. And so mm-hmm. I may end up with a PSVR headset at some point. Because at is least the tracking there on... is more like you put it on your TV, you know, like... It's, we'll we'll see whatever their new VR solution is. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they have, is that the Hitman VR stuff only on PlayStation? Yes, it is exclusive. Oh, from what dang I understand. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> dang it, Sony. That looks fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. Okay, well, speaking of Sony and the PlayStation, yeah, good segue. They yeah. finally did it. They did their event. Where they said, "Here's here's some games, and here's when here's what the consoles cost, and here's the, when they're going to launch." The price point was fine. It's what I expected. Like four ninety nine for the disc version, three ninety nine for the discless. That that seemed sensible. Yep. After Microsoft yeah. announced where they did, it seemed like the only price point that made sense. Yeah, I mean, it would have been nicer if they'd gone a little lower. Sure. Sure. You know, yeah. I mean, like maybe, maybe they, they, could, they could between the two, but oh, yeah. you mean like done the disc version lower? D- like do the disc version fifty dollars like, lower? That that would have been interesting. Oh, I, I know it probably wouldn't happen, yeah. but I think uh, I mean, if they did that, I think they would have to go. I think they should go a hundred dollars lower with the digital, no matter what, because mm. they'll quickly make up the difference. And sure. Yeah, uh, I, the price three fifty versus four fifty. That would have been way more interesting to me. But eh. I think three forty nine versus four ninety nine also would have been a really interesting spread. Go like a little mm. more than a hundred yeah. bucks yeah. between the two. Yeah. Um, but I also have friends who are kind of not console gamers, but the kind of people that would buy a console if it was compelling. Um, and they were like, "It is fucking insane that it's a hundred dollar difference to buy a disc drive." So. <laughs> Um, yeah. It, well, I, then they don't have to get the disc drive. Well, except we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah. I think that the the presentation sucked though, overall. It, it's, oh, it, it's really interesting because watching the Twitter response, watching my my Slack workplaces response, so many people were fucking pumped well, about that. Like, whole presentation. I mean, you got some great shit in there. You got Final Fantasy sixteen. Which, yeah. you know, people understandably hyped about. It's a numbered Final Fantasy. It's sure. been a while since we've had that. But what, four four years since, 50, uh, since 15, right? 2016? Uh, yeah. 15. Was it 16? It also... Uh, I, I think so. Sounds right. Maybe I 15? Mean, I don't think it was 15. 20, like 20, yeah. But uh, it would have... So it would have been 16 then. Uh, you And that's uh, creative, business, creative Business Unit 3. You already know who it is. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, yeah, November 29th, 2016. It's the Final, Fantasy, the Final Fantasy 14 uh, team and creative director from that making Which, Final yeah. Fantasy 16. That is... So I have, like, my, my twin thoughts on this are, one, 
that's the exciting part of the announcement, I think, is that that team yeah. is the one working on it. But also, if you're someone who... So if you are someone who understands what that means, you probably also saw the leak beforehand, Yeah, which made me less... I actually didn't realize it was a leak going in, but because people had been talking about it, I thought it was a rumor or that mm-hmm. people had kind of willed into existence. But once the trailer started, I didn't have a, like the like, oh my God, it's a new Final Fantasy, like I did with 15. Um, I I was just like, yeah, it's new. Looks like it, Final Fantasy. Um, it if seems like sad. a return to form for the series, but crystals and shit. Trying to put myself into the shoes of someone who doesn't follow the industry close enough to know who Creative Business Unit 3 is and <laughs> who, who would not have seen the leak know. or rumors. Um, I played Final Fantasy 14 and I didn't know who Creative Business Unit 3 is. I didn't know until afterwards is. either. Creative uh, but Business Unit. Anyway, <laughs> the... the <laughs> <laughs> to me, trying to put myself in, the, in those shoes, if I was a Final Fantasy fan watching that and being can, surprised wait, by it, can, I would have been can, disappointed. Can, can, can our podcast be Creative Business Unit 69? <laughs> uh, we have to, that's, that'll be the name of our Patreon. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that the, like, it looked fine. It didn't look like a next-gen. And I understand that it's like no big leak in, leap in visual fidelity. But even given that, it didn't look like as good as miles or um it, like demon souls it interesting to s- it'll be interesting to see why this is final fantasy 16 yeah right? not like final fantasy versus or and you know if you whatever pay, the weird spin-off thing if, if you pay attention it's very clear that this game is going to be one where you get into a fight and then you're in an arena fighting people like the the it's trying, it looks very similar to FF 15 to me in, in the, in terms of its battle system. Like I saw people comparing it to devil may cry and I was like, it's not going to play like devil may cry. It's going to play like FF 15, which is fine. 15 has a kind of cool battle system that is pretty unique. So I'm not saying that it's, that I think it's going to be bad. I want to play this game, but it wasn't the like, holy shit moment. I think it's going to play similar to Final Fantasy VII. It'll play similar to Final Fantasy, or yeah, to fifteen. Like it's yeah. going to be, you know, somewhere in that range. Probably, we're probably like two years out from it, uh, based on what they're saying, like twenty twenty two. And I, I hope, like the writing, the story, based on what people say about Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, the could writing be really on good. it and story yeah. should be phenomenal. Yeah. I'm just surprised and you that won't that have to play 400 hours to get to it. I'm just surprised. Nothing against. Hey. I mean, maybe the, all the people in your work Slack, <laughs> Alex, are like super tapped into Final Fantasy information. But I'm just surprised that that trailer oh. had people really hype. That are no, it wasn't about Final Fantasy. They were talking about the event as a whole. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in context of the whole event. I just didn't see that Final Fantasy thing as being that huge of a like holy yeah. shit moment, you know? I, I, I wish they would have done the same thing that happened at, what it was, E3 2009 or something, where they were like, all right, here's the Final Fantasy 13 trailer, and then immediately after, they're like, oh yeah, Final Fantasy 14. And everyone yeah. was like, what? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> <There> was, <laughs> yeah, that was okay. extremely funny. Well, right, right. <laughs> I, re- yeah, I remember right. the last time I lost my shit at a Final Fantasy trailer, and I'm not a super fan, but I like those games, sure. is... When they were like Final Fantasy, we have something new. It's Final Fantasy related, and they showed the they showed fifteen, and it looked fucking sick. Because at the time, fifteen looked really good, like visually, yeah. it the way it moved and stuff. 
Wanted. And everyone's like, holy shit, it's Versus 13. Well, so, yeah, and then at the and end of the 15. trailer, at the end of the trailer, it said Final Fantasy Versus 13, and then that exploded and shattered, and then it said Final Fantasy 15, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> I lost my shit at that. Um, and, and this, and, this, I was very much like, yeah, of course there's a Final Fantasy 16 in development. This looks like that game. I will say that the it did look a little witchery at times, like mm-hmm. in the the... Yeah, characters outfits maybe. and that's rad i'm, I'm, well, I'm into yeah, that i mean it, that it looks like it's very much going back to like old style final like fantasy six, where it's like exactly. high like, high fantasy it's, it's like six and, and nine and <laughs> but like <laughs> nice. that, that director is way more about the fantasy like the final yeah, fa- which is fantasy great part of final fantasy and less like the machine part like the modern modern ish yeah. kind of weird technology. It, yeah, not, yes. stuff that they not have. science fantasy. I like yeah, science exactly. fantasy a lot, but I'm ready for a, a good old fantasy mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. Um but, and yeah. it's cool. I just didn't think that trailer was particularly mind blowing. I don't think any part of that that presentation Pres- was particularly yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, so here like, Miles let's, Miles looked fine. That was the worst way they could have demoed that game. Oh my god! That is it the, was. It, they just showed the intro to Marvel's Avengers, but yeah, yeah. with Spider Man well, instead. Except before that, they showed the stuff in like the marketplace when he was yeah. with. Um, it's and Brian whose name I forget. The, the game, the gameplay demo was yeah. The, like the, the story worst stuff they, they showed ahead of time was great, yeah. but yeah, then, that stuff was really cool, and I really loved seeing the reactions of like Puerto Rican kind yes. of like streamers and stuff like you can find that tweet of the dude who just like yeah. stopped the stream and talked about it and was like in tears about that's, the representation there, awesome. which was yeah. super cool. Like that part. Awesome. And then they did the most generic fucking superhero game mission <laughs> they, possibly imaginable. They, they, <laughs> I was so into the Marvel's Avengers level. They, it was. Then, they, then they did the same fucking Spider-Man shit that's has been there since right. Sam Raimi movies. Like the, Oh, he's on a bridge and he has to save the bus with his what, web. And now he needs to pull the bridge I, together. And oh, whoa, whoa. what I will say <laughs> is it was pretty fucking cool. The way that he like zipped and then shot like a billion webs to like connect the bridge together, which is not new. Not like he hasn't done that before, but it's always cool when that happens as a Spider-Man <laughs> fan. Uh, but the the level as a whole looked; it made the game look like I, I, I was like, look like Marvel's Avengers. God, this looks boring. <laughs> I don't want to do it, it. It had the opposite effect that it should. However, yeah. what I will say is, some of the still screenshots that came out after the the, the presentation the- are mind-blowing it, it, so, it looks uh, like visually like maybe, fidelity wise it looks good but it just I, that was a bad demo to show yeah i bet the ps5 version will look great but we'll oh, get to yeah. the other we'll get to the implicit part of that yeah. later yeah yeah we'll come back to because that ties into why this was actually a bad presentation yes yes, yes. uh so it, we'll come back this. around like, at that point in the presentation i was like fuck this i'm not buying one of these things yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you uh, we'll see how long we'll see at what point this changed and, uh and then they that they had the hogwarts game and then that yeah, caused a which, whole fucking we can't even dive into that we can't even get into yeah, it yeah it's, it's jk rowling once again putting her whole ass out to the world where it said transphobia is my lifestyle and well, because of the book she put out within the past yeah. week. Right, right. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, I, uh-huh. um, of course. To, to some extent, like, first of all, at this point, I don't see any, I don't have a desire to play that game. And I think it's, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. There's a part of me that has a desire to play it, but it is outweighed by the part of me that wants to support my trans friends and, and show mm-hmm. that 
this bullshit yes. is not something it, that that I can give up a video game to support them. Which has um, caused an enormous debate in social media circles of yeah. like, is buying this game inherently saying that you support transphobia? Which is a tough conversation. Which it is a tough conversation. And it, it, it led to this whole conversation about like, well, these developers have spent years and years and years on this potentially. And like, mm-hmm. uh, by not supporting them, is that fair just because they're tied to this author? And it's like the whole death of the author thing. And mm-hmm. like, it, I, I'm not going to take a side bad, on that. Like, like I, I think it's tough and I think mm-hmm. like, and different people, like different people in the trans community are come down on different sides of this. Totally. Like, yes, and I, exactly. Is it okay to play this game? And, Should you not play this and, game? And that's the reason I don't want to voice anything because I think their voices are the ones that matter yeah. significantly yeah. more than mine. So I think yeah. if you are interested in that debate, read yeah, you should go find of, those people talking about it. Trans people and trans game developers, but especially. What I will say is, if this game is in development, the thing that I think is interesting, I saw the sentiment repeated largely from people who are um, uh, cisgendered people that, like, oh, there could, there must have been a better week to announce this. And, like, I don't know, dog. Like, the, <laughs> J.K. Rowling has sucked for fucking ever. So, like, uh, yeah, quite I don't think that I don't think that it's that it would have been better to wait a month on the premise that maybe she's going to suck a little less in the moment in a month. No. Like and at some point you I just got to say, we're making this they, thing and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to distance themselves from her by saying, Oh, she, she is not like working directly on the game. Yeah, this so, is an original story by us. Which and I, like, I'm, I'm empathetic to the developers pointing that out. What I think made me go more in the nah, fuck this game direction is Warner brothers put out a statement that was like super nothing that was like, Mm -hmm. we're always troubled when people in, in the larger community feel ostracized or marginalized and we support marginalized people. Like all you had to fucking say was we don't agree with JK Rowling's position on trans on, on people who are transgender and when we support trans lives done. Like, I don't know why that was such a hard statement to put out. (laughs) It's not like you have a legal, a legal reason to like, (laughs) it's, it's, it was very nothing. If they did say that, could J.K. Rowling terminate the contract? I mean, uh, and lose I don't the license. Know what's in their contract? Like, I I don't know either. Yeah, like, I don't know what's the, in their contract that's, either. That's the only reason I could see that they don't. Yeah, they don't yeah. say but, anything. But it also just then then don't I don't know. I felt like what they said was such a nothing statement that it was oh, worse agreed. than totally them saying nothing. Yeah. Um, it's so yeah, but um. um the most interesting thing about like that ended up being the most interesting thing about that game to me because I don't think the trailer was very interesting. But hearing, oh, J.K. Rowling didn't like write anything for this game. Oh, maybe it could actually be good because she yeah. hasn't written anything good in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, that too. Like, as, since the seventh book. As a lapsed. You, you could debate the rest of that, but like. As a lapsed Harry Potter fan. Book, oh. it, it I don't even think seventh book is good. That's one of my, that's one thing I will say. Um, I think that series got bad at the end. Um, but, uh, but, but I think that series started bad. The first book isn't very good. eh. If you go back to it. Yeah. It's, that's a long conversation that I think we would agree on a lot of that (laughs) stuff on, but, um, the, as a lapsed Harry Potter fan, someone who cared a lot about it when I was a kid, um, seeing, finally seeing those things rendered in what looks like a fairly large budget video game was like, it did tickle that part of my brain that was like, man, I've wanted this for like 15 years. Um, but yeah, Mar- also Morrowind, but Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also 
I just, it was all just like, but also fuck this. I don't know. Like, I don't have that, the, I can't I, feel good about that. <laughs> I wanted it to tickle something and it didn't. The, the most, like, I thought for a second, you know, this kind of looks like Fable. <laughs> like, yeah. parts. What and it, that, like, tickled something, but not the Harry Potter what stuff. What it made me stop and yeah. think about is, like, I wish somebody would do the, like, the the Pillars of Eternity to Harry Potter, mm-hmm. where they're, like, it's an original thing that's taking a lot mm-hmm. of ideas from that, but doing something different and make that cool open world RPG. And that's what yeah. I really want. Yeah, I don't know. Make me I, Persona, but Harry Potter. I don't need Quidditch. I just want magic wands and and sick fights with cool monsters uh, yeah. using spells. That's that's what I want to see. But yeah, we could talk about that for hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre, we could talk about I, all these things. But. I, I'm going to give you a rapid fire list of things. Okay. Stop yeah. me if there's one that you want to talk about. Okay. Uh, I know Resident Evil Eight. You might care about. Uh, they yeah, also, I do. They showed some Black Ops. Cold War. No, they showed was, Devil May Cry Five Special Edition. No, uh, I played it. It's fine, but uh, that Devil Trigger song—that's a real good song. Uh, that's the best yeah. thing about that game. Yeah, they they showed Deathloop, which I think we can say looks great. It's this um, like it's the same thing they've shown like twice now. So like maybe but, it's going like a little more in depth. Yeah, with, like, I think a specific it, it thing, clarified some keep stuff showing the same for me. stuff. But Maybe. I don't need yeah. more encouragement to play Deathloop. It's like yeah, it looks no, it looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they showed Oddworld Soulstorm, which I like Oddworld, but that it's doing nothing for me. It's, I like Lorne Lanning, but I've I, never I like played all I needed. Game. I played Stranger's Wrath a little bit. It was so I don't. Good. They don't feel like they need to show that game anymore. Like no. just it's everyone knows what it is. Just, I, I, just is it one of the launch games? Is that why they're showing it so, so much? No. Okay. No. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It could I be. Maybe I that's also why they're giving it so much attention. I also do not see in what way at all a new Oddworld game needs to be on a next-gen platform. I mean, no, same. respect to Lauren Lanning, and I think that those games are charming, but <laughs> there's nothing in that trailer that made me go like, oh, holy shit, the SSD, or oh, in yeah. 4K, or whatever. Totally. I, I don't know, like Oddworld stuff, like those, the, the uh, I don't even know what they're called, the the, uh, like the munches the of the munch, world. The, yeah, the munches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever they're in 4K, yeah. baby. 8K, yeah. 8K munches. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. Okay, what else? Uh, what else you got? got? Five Night at Freddy's. Fuck that trailer! Like, what it are was, they doing? It was like it was, it was a bad. Yeah. Like, it didn't scare me, but yeah, it like, didn't bother me. But it, it was, yeah, it was it like jump definitely scare. like, oh, oh yeah. Was, like, what dumb. is what year is this? Yeah. So that's kind of the rapid fire round. I'll say Resident Evil Eight. It didn't look graphically fidelity amazing, but I still am very interested in that game. I mean, I, I wonder how much of that is 1080p stream trailer. Totally, totally. totally. Um, I think there was probably some stuff that look, looked a little framey. Um, yeah, but it didn't look as good as RE2 to me, but I, that may be uh, because I, of, I think you could say that about Resident Evil 7 too. Like, I yeah. think there, there's a different art style there, and I yeah, think the art sure. style of uh the art style of like the seven and eight stuff isn't as there's a, I think there's a little more stylization definitely, or like brightness to RE2 and RE3. Cause and there's like a bit more griminess to seven and eight. Yeah, and, and so I think that comes across as like, it doesn't look so good. Yeah. And seven and eight is generally working in larger environments from a first person perspective. So they kind of focus yeah. on environmental art a lot more yeah. than like yeah. two, two and three, which you know most of that is in the police station, and then 
Like you go out to the city yeah. for a little bit and all the rest of it, but whatever. Sewers. Um, yeah. Uh, Demon Souls got shown. I'm, I'm going to play that. I mean, I can't wait to Demon play it on PC, but I, I loved the way they showed. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm not acknowledging that, but I love the way they showed that trailer. Like of, it was just gameplay for like two or three minutes. It was like, oh yeah. No, like no context given. They didn't show the name of the game. It's like, if you know what this is, you know what you're watching. Yes. And then <laughs> uh, like it was, it was a weird trailer. Cause they were going through the tutorial area of the game and they're they're killing stuff like you do in Demon Souls, but it's very much like okay, I'm gonna walk up to one, I'm gonna like maybe I'll block and then I'll kill it like one hit, or like I'll dodge and like okay, I'm gonna backstab. So they're like they're doing like a very rudimentary like, here's what you do, mm. and then they fight the boss and they die, and yeah, it just is, ends with you funny. died, which, which is, is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's how everyone's gonna play that first little bit of the game, um, uh, which is very funny. And I thought that it was. Uh, it, that is just a game you want to watch people play, I think. Totally. So it was cool. Oops, sorry. Uh, no so that part was cool. Um, was just, was, was the, give me just the gameplay. And people afterwards uh, have taken one-to-one like comparisons between Demon mm-hmm. Souls OG and the trailer that they put out in terms of animations and stuff. And it looks like the animations mm-hmm. are pretty much lined up and it just looks mm-hmm. significantly better. It, it's a pretty stiff game. So I hope they're like doing something to like loosen it up a bit and like bring it more in line with like dark souls and how like those games felt pretty good by like dark souls three, even dark souls one felt good, but demon souls is very stiff. And it was was a progenitor uh, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well Kingsfield, but oh, uh, sure, sure. But it it was like of the modern era of souls games. It was, yeah, it was demon souls. And like, so I would like to see them have, I would like to see Blue Point and Japan Studio have brought it into like, you know, more modern uh, feeling controls, even though it's mostly there. It's just change. Get it, get it a little, uh, I guess, looser or tighter. I don't know which way it should go, but yeah. Yeah. Not so So, stiff. Demon Souls looks good. Then we can talk about what happened after the event after. Yeah. So we'll Demon (laughs) Um, Souls, Spider-Man, uh, what oh was the other stuff we, they showed? We, we can we, yeah they showed the PlayStation Plus collection which whatever oh yeah the PlayStation seems cool. Plus collection it's not it's not an answer to Game Pass but it is a I would say it's an incentive it, for someone a, who has a, a Series a X that. it, it oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, serves a very play. specific purpose for me that we'll talk about later. <laughs> so um, the PlayStation Plus collection is if you have a PS5 and you are a member of PS Plus, you will be able to download like I don't know, like eighteen of, PlayStation War, Four games, PlayStation Five, Monster Hunter World, Days Gone, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah, the, you'll be able to play a lot of genre-defining games. What I generation-defining games on your PS5. What I'm curious about, yeah, you can play That's the remaster bullshit. of the PS3 game. Yeah, like no, two right. generations ago is defining game. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a good game, um, but still, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, the, the, I really hope that these games are permanent. That's the one thing. Yes. Yeah. Monster Hunter world leaves that service. That sucks. Um, I don't think it will. I don't think think it will put out a new monster hunter in like a year or two. Battlefield one was one of them, right? Like if that leaves that game too, that's a weird one. Yeah. Like, those yeah. servers are are dead, but maybe they'll maybe not on up. PlayStation. Yeah, maybe on maybe this <laughs> will make them play. It'd be great because that's the that Battlefield One is a really good game. It's better than Battlefield Five. Uh, mm. So 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there are some real good games on here, but I've I, personally I've played most of them, and the ones I haven't, yeah. like uh, Detroit Become Detroit. Human, I don't yeah. particularly want to play. Days Gone, I don't know. Pat might have sold me on that one. So uh, that's actually one of the ones I'm glad <laughs> is on there because it means that I can divest myself of my copy of Days Gone, <laughs> which we'll get to in a little bit. Because I would like to play that game because it's starts off really fucking dumb in a very entertaining way and it's pretty fun to play and then mm-hmm. i guess later on it goes in some interesting directions so yeah. yeah that that one and bloodborne are the two that i'm excited are in that catalog because having digital access to those to, bloodborne is because it's a great game and having a digital access to that all the time it's great yeah and i think like you were alluding to andre someone who has been on xbox for the past two generations or something that's appealing it's like you get this it's subscription like, oh, service. I can play. And it comes yeah. for free, or not? It comes like, not for free, but included. It, you know, it comes with part of PlayStation Plus, which you should probably buy. Um, and if, like, because right now, if you have a Series X, not a Series X, if you have a One X, <laughs> I don't think you should buy a new Xbox. I agree. Yeah, I would agree like, as well. Until yeah. we see benchmarks, but. Like you probably just shouldn't uh, buy a, a new Xbox. I, I can still see a case for the Series S, but um, largely I would agree. Not uh, not if you have a One X. Yeah, not but, if you have okay. a One X. That's sure. I am specifically sure. talking about someone with a One X who wants to it, buy a next gen yeah. system. Okay, fair. Yeah, you should get a PlayStation Five because well. you get. <laughs> It's kind of a funny if conversation you can, you need to have at this can. point, but yeah, we'll get to that. But this is a theoretical person. Yeah, I know like, what you mean. I am going to buy an next-gen system as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I would say get a PlayStation 5 because you're going to get the most, you're going to get the new game. If you don't and, have a PlayStation 4, because there are PlayStation 4 games that are Sony. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Wait. One last thing. They showed God of War. Sam was somehow surprised oh, yeah. by it. I was like, "What the fuck are I you think talking he about?" He was surprised. He, he thought it was further off. <laughs> I think he was surprised that it wasn't that it was dated as 2021. But I think the sentiment that you and I share, Alex, is that that game is not going to come out that, in 2021. That game is not coming out and in 2021. <laughs> it's we'll for see. me. It's more of a. Um, I don't think it's impossible that that if they started immediately on it, that they couldn't have a game together because they have released games three years apart. For the mm-hmm. most part, they mm-hmm. took a big break b- before a five year break before the God of War um, between Ascension and, and, and PS4 God of War. God but, Ascension. But um, the bigger thing to me is yeah, all four if, Kratos's. if that game Kratos. is coming out in 2021, they have more than a logo. They have to. Yeah. No, like, they showed literally nothing. They would have had to have shown I some think, kind of better yeah. teaser. I think it's a late 2021, and so they're just like, "Oh, hey, you know, here it is." I just feel like, like if it, it's coming, I just but, feel like if that game is a year off, you can do more than show just the logo. Uh, um, I, I mean, sure, they could, but they don't have to. Yeah, well, like, you know, it's not yeah. gonna it's not gonna sell systems because the systems are gonna sell themselves at this point. But I guess um, that's why I think it's odd that they even like. <laughs> Like all of us uh, you know, know it's in development. <laughs> so yeah. And it was and I guess surprise. more than them showing it. It's not that them showing it didn't make sense to me. Whatever. Sure. Put the logo at the end. It's more that I Sam is not the only person I saw who had that sentiment who was like, let's fucking go. New God of War. Holy shit. Like losing their minds over it. And I was just like, it, we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> In what world does that not happen? Yeah. <laughs> One uh, of the best selling games of 2018. So, and and, best and I think games. It, it exemplifies the, um, and I'm not painting Sam with this brush or painting no. anyone in particular with this brush, but 
it exemplifies the like the kind of Sony fanboyism that exists, which is like Sony could just like tweet out like a picture of a controller and people would like grip their chairs and scream like it's they're like Nintendo, except that they tend to be bigger jerks to to you if you say this sucks. <laughs> um, it's it's weird, and yeah, I don't know. We don't have to talk about it much because yeah. looking at our news list, we're it's, gonna be here for long. another two hours if we do. I, well, I think we can hit a lot. Of these there's quick. there's a so, lot. I don't know. There's some stuff on here, but I I need but, to I need to say something because yes. okay, so I have been saying like, oh, well, you know, Sony's, you know, they're pushing the next generation and like they're saying, you know, all their games, they're being built for the next, uh, you know, the SSD and they can't, uh, they can't like run oh, on no, these old they, consoles because they have been they designed and they have, they have been saying so that hard. they've been saying yeah. the generation thing. Yeah. And they're fucking liars. They are. Yeah. They, <laughs> they lied. Is they the lied biggest about piece of shit. Of they lied about so many things. <laughs> yeah. Like, God damn it, Sony. Okay, okay. let's go down the lies list. Like, yeah, no. like fucking. Oh, we believe in generations, and we want to build games that take make use of the hardware and oh. the PS5. And fucking Miles Morales is going to be on PS4. I was yep. I was like no they're they're gonna use it as a system cell. No, I, I believe uh, Demon Souls I be- is I, I believe coming to after, PC. after that event. I believe I sent all caps ha 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 yes. ha ha to our it's chat really... with the link of Miles Morales is coming to PS4 and everyone and, was just like what and, who announced Demon... it who announced that please who, who Jeff bro- who bro- motherfucking Keeley oh what else did Jeff <laughs> Keeley tell us it's so funny I came into this week being like man Jeff Keeley's an asshole and now I'm like. I don't know. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah why the fuck Souls Jeff coming Keeley, to PC? Why was oh. Jeff Keeley announcing so much shit that Sony just left out of the presentation? <laughs> no the only game, maybe there were two games announced for PS5 launch in that video. Devil May Cry Special Edition. Devil May Cry. Which, 5 by the way, edition. the the cover of that, the 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 trait, like the co- the uh, box cover, of that looks like shit. But anyway, oh yeah, we'll continue. It does. And Fortnite. Yep. Those are, those are <laughs> yeah. the two games they said were coming for launch. Which yep. we won't get into this at all because it's way too complicated, but yeah. who knows if Fortnite will be in the position oh, it's in yeah. now. <laughs> in uh, a couple uh, of and months. Then, yeah. then we've got Jeff Keighley who comes out and says, oh hey, Spider-Man or Miles Morales and Demon Souls are launch games for the PS4 as well. Yeah. Which was yeah. not, but, which was not yeah. mentioned at all in the presentation. And they put, they said holiday 2020 on the Miles Morales trailer and they said <laughs> launch on Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. What the fuck are they doing? And yeah. so it's their own game like Spider-Man. And, and then, uh, oh my God. And then there's so, the Demon Souls thing. The and Demon the Demon Souls, Souls thing, thing so which is hilarious. They, there that was just was, a black, a black spot after the trailer and the presentation. And then the one they uploaded uh, to, to YouTube. the YouTube channel yeah. had a card at the end that said coming to uh, exclusive to I'm, like other consoles and PC I'm pre- later. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was in the presentation too. I'm pretty no, positive that I, I it don't wasn't think in it the was. presentation. So I was because I was waiting uh, for a date or yeah, like anything. I, how did I know that then? Because I didn't stop. It. I definitely knew immediately that it was it coming was, to PC in the presentation. Jedi. But no, I mean like on the waypoint stream, they said. Oh wow, it's coming to P- I'll go back and watch the thing. Maybe, I'm almost maybe positive. One, maybe one of them was watching Twitter or something. 
Maybe I'm almost positive that it it alluded to that even in the presentation. It's possible, and then, it, but I I don't think so. I I'm pretty sure we saw the same thing, Andre, where we were waiting for like date or whatever, and it just and went it, to a black screen and went to the next yeah. item. And yeah. like, it was oh, before okay. the it it was before the 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 thing. It was weird the way that it well, was. Well, re- regardless, they said it, they they messaged that it's coming to PC, and, and then, then like twenty said, to fifty nope. minutes later, they're like, it, oh they wait, no, the it's PS. <laughs> It's PS5 they exclusive. It's not coming to PC. Yeah. It's like what? It's fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. And mm-hmm. uh, human error. They, and it said other consoles too. It said oh coming to like other consoles. Like yeah, I, uh, the, the messaging yeah. around this whole event was shit. There's still so many so unanswered bad. questions. Oh um, and then the, there's one more lie, Andre. Where after some oh, PS5 yeah. event a while ago, they were like, oh, when pre-orders are coming, you're going to have plenty of notice. We're going to let, let you know, know well in advance so that players have an opportunity to make sure they get the pre-order in. So they said at the end of this event, the end of this event had price, yep. date. November 12th. And that was it. For Yeah, November 12th. Yeah. And then a week later. Uh, and then, yeah. Uh, and Pacific regions, November 12th. Um, and then it just ended. And I was like, what? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, I guess. And then Keely, once again, with the news, <laughs> pre-orders start tomorrow. Yeah. yeah and like, then oh, Walmart's well, like, nah, fuck that. They start right well, now. No, it was more that, like they said, it starts tomorrow. And a lot of people are like, oh, okay, great. I'm not going to stress about it. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like people in the UK being like, I'm going to go to yeah. bed. Or like people in the East Coast of the States eventually later being yeah. like, I'm going to go to bed. And then by the time those East Coast people in the States went to bed, that's when Walmart was like, oh, by the way, pre-orders now. And then Amazon yeah. was like, oh yeah, pre-orders now, basically. And you, like, like all these other retailers were just like, <laughs> you, just doing it. And it's like, what? Then all the stock went through. So these people woke up and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. You guys are right too. Really quickly to just, I found it that the uh, they did not have the PC on the sc- yeah. the long, the actual stream, so it okay, must have yeah. been on that trailer. That was where was the, the date trailer. was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was um, on the, it was on the YouTube one. Yeah, the 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 the, the like just just like cowboy like oldest retailers are just going to launch pre-orders. Like yeah. it was it as was someone who works nuts. in. I do that at my job. Like I am on a team that manages those kinds of product launches. Honestly, obviously in a different industry that I won't get into that is much less um, like mainstream popular. However, I like watched that and was like, holy shit. <laughs> like we, in my field, we had a similar thing happen for a product, but it also is not one that has a whole press conference around it and is not like, it's going to fuck us over kind of, but it also isn't nearly as big money as what the PlayStation five is. Not just the press conference, the year or more of hype preceding it. Yeah. And so that leads to my roller coaster of a, like of, of PlayStation five launch, which is very funny because Uh. I was watching that presentation and like, this is stupid. I'm not buying one of these. And then I saw that, like the, I, I saw the thing about demon souls coming to PC and I was like, well, fuck, that's the game I want to play most in this launch lineup. <laughs> and and the then PS4 I saw the thing about and... miles coming to PS4 and, and horizon, horizon two coming, coming to, PS4. to PS4. I was like, well, yeah. those are the other two games I care about. The only game now is ratchet that are, I kind of want to play. And, and then, um, and I was arguing with a friend of mine, uh, on Twitter about it. And, um, and was like, this is stupid. I don't, this is, this is terrible. 
And then I saw that the Amazon pre-orders were live. I just, and I, I, just I was like, no one is going to order this. But I, I threw the link into yeah. the chat, into our and, group chat. And, and I clicked it. And then I was like, let's see how this goes. <laughs> and then I was, I verified that they don't charge you when you place the order. And that they charge you when it's closer to release. So I was like, well, this isn't just going to like chunk my bank account for $500. So I tried to do the digital one and it didn't work. And then I hit the physical one and it, and it went through. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, maybe I'll sleep on this. And then the next day, I I spoke with uh, a a coworker who was like, "Holy shit!" And then was like, "Maybe I'll buy your PS4 if you if I can't get a PS5 and you want to get rid of it." And then it was like, "Oh, there's that game collection too." So I could say like, "Yeah, I'll sell this to you and throw in like an extra controller and these a few of these box games that I have and don't need." And then it suddenly became a like. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Let's do it. There's no packs this year. There's no holiday travel. Yeah, October is a three paycheck month. Let's just <laughs> fucking sure. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I started finding reasons to be more excited about it. Yeah. But I still think uh, the whole thing's a fucking mess. And oh, the presentation it's sucked. Mess. Uh, yeah. It was funny because you were pretty like against the whole thing, and then you've now ended up with pre order and intend to keep it. Whereas Sam, Sam also got a pre order in. Uh, I also helped him because he was like, it's not up on Amazon. I'm like, I just Googled it. Here's the link. Uh, so he managed to get one. I have not been able to get a pre order in. <laughs> I feel really bad about that. Despite, despite trying. I, well, so yeah, they put up the pre orders went live at like 10 a.m. on Friday here in japan but i was in class teaching at 10 a.m so i 10 5 a.m the end of the period comes around and i run to the office and i turn on my phone get on my computer i'm like searching amazon uh nothing like i had enlisted my girlfriend to try and pre-order one for me and she had like multiple sites up she had the 7-eleven site up because there was a rumor that 7-eleven japan was going to be selling them what? i can see they it. had a page like they a had thing. a page for yeah. it but they okay sure but they uh, did not or they're going to like have orders later. I don't know. But so I did not get like Rakuten, which is like the Japanese Amazon equivalent went down. Uh, so basically everything went bad. But then a couple sites are having lotteries. Sites and stores are having lotteries. And so you can so, enter the lottery and then they'll tell you in like a week or two if you can pre-order. God. So I think what <laughs> this the debacle with the NA and and European, mostly NA, uh, mm-hmm. is where I have the insight because that's where I have the experience. Is yeah. this market more? Um, I don't think this is true for Japan at all because they're produced there. I think they are anyway, right? Like they're, they're, no, they're, they're, I imagine they're produced in China. I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, I guess I don't know. I thought that Sony owned production facilities in Japan, but I, I could be way off there. Mm. Um, either way, it's a short trip from, from China to Japan, yes. um, relatively. Okay. Um, so I think. There was a, a report that they purchased, I think it was like 57 um, UPS f- uh, cargo flights, flights like uh, bottom Delta, out. Like Delta. Pad. Delta flights. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, and that's only like information from a Delta person. So it could be other airlines too. Right. And and um, my th- planes are big and can hold a lot of PS5s. But when you're talking about the kind of volume that we're mm-hmm. talking about here, that's like tens of thousands of units, not millions. And it's mm-hmm. expensive. And it's very expensive. Yeah. So um, my, what I, my kind of working theory is they jumped the gun with 
that air freight shipment. Um, Cause as a retailer, you know, if your product is coming air freight, like that's, that's generally a, a known quantity. Um, and as a big online retailer, I mean, and so that is why they sold out so fast is because they were only offering the quantities that were available in that air freight shipment that they were receiving. And that there's more coming sea freight that'll probably be released closer to holidays. Um, because sea freight is really unpredictable right now, given, um, there's a number of factors. Um, there's, uh, conditions on ships sometimes are pretty fraught right now. Labor wise. Um, there are, there's like weather stuff that happens. Um, sometimes like there was an event earlier in the year where like a port got blocked. So there's, there's so sea freight is really unpredictable. Um, and they probably didn't want to put all their, their PS fives in that basket. Um, so anyway, I think that, that you'll probably see more pre-orders open up when it gets closer to that sea freight being more like, we know this is going to happen now because what can happen with sea freight is they could be shipping them next week via sea freight and they won't get here until December. If, if things go bad at different times. So it's really sticky for them to offer firm dates for those, for that product, which I think further is exemplified by um, you. Uh, if you pre-order from Amazon, you got an email saying, Hey, you might not get your PlayStation mm-hmm. when it comes out, yeah. which is because they probably oversold their oh, air yeah. freight quantities. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be, a, it'll be an interesting ride. And yeah. that's part of why I'm keeping my pre-order is even though it's maybe silly to spend $500 to be a part of that. I'm not even going to be like flipping out angry about delays on it. I just am interested to, mm-hmm. to be in, in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this will be assuming I can get one. Uh, this will be my first uh, launch console, but so I, I have signed up for one lottery from uh, Yamada Denki and that one is just, you can just sign up. It's no, no problem. My girlfriend also signed up. She used three emails, um, which you can't if they find that if you, I mean, no, it, they don't it wasn't anyone, you know, no, okay. nobody I know if they yeah. find, no, but if they, that she's like, I think you can just do that. And I read the, like I had the Google translate fine print. It's like, if we find you like using the same person entering multiple times, we'll invalidate your entries, dare them to find us. And then she also <laughs> enlisted her brother to, do a pre like enter for me uh and then i'm trying to enter the yodobashi one but it is 11 10 a.m in japan right now and if i refresh this page for the application for the lottery this site is currently very busy 11 10 p.m right 11 10 a.m right now 11 10 a.m this site is currently very busy and i cannot enter the lottery for a ps5 that's what the site is claiming yes Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so it's, I, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, and like a lot of websites, you need to be like a member of the store and have like diamond rewards or like, you know, or like have shopped here in the past like two years. And like, I don't, I don't go to a lot of electronic stores cause they're not near me. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hope you get one. I hope more I, people I, get them. I hope I do too. I've got Anyways, Amazon set up to notify me. Yeah. That, that place between this PlayStation event and all the pre-order stuff and the RTX 3080 pre-order or like order stuff, it's been a fucked up week for kind of launches or soft launches or whatever. From what I hear, the RTX (laughs) stuff though, is that just 
earnestly sold out. <laughs> like it actually wasn't mostly bots it, though. Like even Nvidia, I, we didn't mention this. Nvidia put out a release oh, talking about, yeah. like, Hey, we're going to manually be going through a lot of these because it looks like there's a lot of bots that got for these. sure. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, anyways, it's been a oh, weird week and, for this shit. There's weird stuff. Like in some weird ways, I almost think that this is, better than if Sony had said we're starting pre-orders a week from now at 10 a.m. Because it's a shit show this way. Right. It'd be more fair. If we started, if they started pre-orders at 10 a.m. in a week, then that gives everybody time to get their bots set up to to, to snag a bunch of them, you know? like You know what? That's fair. And do you think that's what's going to happen with Microsoft? Because they have. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. So, so Keeley once again uh, actually came <laughs> out with uh, an interesting. Uh, he had he has heard. So Microsoft announced uh, before they said like, oh, there's 20, uh, September twenty second. You can pre order. Right? Is that the date? And now they finally come out and said, here are the places you can pre order from. Here are the times. Here's the time it will become available. They're snarky about it too, which is very funny. Yeah. Yeah. They are being very snarky about it. Their social media person, which good for them. Good job. Take take, take the shot when you got it. Uh, Hey, Sony, fucking just beat them mercilessly last (laughs) time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, they did it in like on those that E three stage. So, um, but so Keeley said that if apparently Microsoft is threatening uh, retailers and saying if you break the pre ordered like embargo pre-order time then we'll like reduce your allocation of units mm. uh which i think would have been funny if sony did to like walmart or like anyone who went is like nope yeah yeah you fucked up you did it too early but, we'll take all those and we'll sell them direct to our fans the yeah. thing the thing the thing of this whole situation though is like clearly that that sony um the the presentation was like cut and finished months ago or not months ago maybe but it, it, it seems least, like at it. least at yeah. least a week or two they that. obviously well what the reason I say it is because they obviously didn't know when they cut that that event and said we're done this is the upload candidate they did not know that Miles was going to make launch um, yeah and they did apparently. not know that Demon Souls was going to make launch they could not have otherwise they would have put that in there come on they must have. Uh, I'm not saying that's either of you guys. We talked about this last week. It doesn't take that long to render a video. Like that's no, I agree. But the reason I'm saying this is because obviously they didn't give a fuck about this because they knew that they would all sell out anyway. Yeah. So they put as little time and money and resources into this launch marketing shit because they knew that it doesn't matter. And all they care about is selling all of their, their launch units. That's it. Um, Yeah. So it, it's, it would be great if they punished retailers, but like, oh, they don't care. Who who gives a shit? For but them, I it mean. would be funny. That's <laughs> yeah, what I would totally. do if I was Sony. Be like, hey, but you know, I'm not but at the same Sony. time, it would if 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 I, at this point, if I if Amazon was like, sorry, Sony lessened our allocation, so now you're not going to get yours till January. I would be kind of pissed. <laughs> uh, that would be the thing that definitely would make me go like, well, that fucking sucks. Why am I the one paying the price for this when? Well, then you get an email from Sony saying, hey, here's uh, your special edition PS5 direct from us. Yeah, I mean, if they managed that, but I don't think they would. Yeah, uh, 
I guess those emails are finally starting to go out if you signed up to get. Oh, they were going out. They were going out night of from what I saw from Blessing. Uh, People like uh, people, former employees of Sony have not been able to get pre-orders in. people working on PS5 games have not been able to get pre-orders in like Gary Widda's like, I can't order a PS5. Like, what, what is this? Gary Widda is making a game that was shown in a PS5, like the first like big trailer thing, like the Project Athea, which right? is a like, big part of why I want to keep my pre-order at this point, because I'm like, man, I don't maybe by March, Gary Widda. <laughs> well, maybe by March, they'll they'll uh, as much as I have issues at times with Gary Widda, I also will probably play his game because he's a good writer. But um, the uh I don't, it may be that you'll be able to get one by March. Who knows? But also I'm given how barren this launch is. I'm kind of like, well, I would like one by like next summer. Mm -hmm. So, and it's going to cost the same either way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Either way. That event was a mess. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was a mess and entertaining. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a lot on this list here. I don't think any of it is particularly uh, long. Nope. Uh, they fire it, baby. Monster Hunter Rise for Nintendo Switch was announced in a direct that came out of nowhere. Once again, a partner direct. Yep. Uh, was the only interesting it, thing in there, honestly. Sorry. It's on the <laughs> Resident Evil engine, the RE you, engine, rather. If you uh, look, it says Monster Hunter Direct on YouTube. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think that was the official Nintendo well, one. Really? But there was yeah. nothing else Monster Hunter in that. Direct. Okay, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be. Um, yeah, Monster it, Hunter Direct 917 2020 wow. official Nintendo channel. It, 16 it, minutes. It looks to be Ugh. more in the style of, well, there's Monster Hunter Stories too, I guess. But yeah, it looks to be more things. in the style of uh monster hunter world as opposed to like the old handheld monster hunter games like generations was sure. like discrete zones uh, there's a dog you can ride that's pretty sick i yeah. was like i i don't want to play a switch monster hunter but then i saw the dog and i was like maybe i do want to play a switch those are the only <laughs> two things in that direct too that's why they called it the monster hunter direct maybe they pulled else. that out there was other something. stuff there was definitely that. other stuff oh, okay other stuff. whatever they have on youtube is they only maybe they just they, cut it out yeah it's possible okay uh, so yeah so. That's... anyways whatever we can continue <laughs> and yeah um, so that's uh monster hunter coming to the switch is there a date on that i don't know I if it does if they can prove it doesn't run like ass maybe i'll play that uh well i wouldn't I... say that well on the nintendo switch pro console no. fuck that i'm saying right now i'm not gonna buy well, that actually looking and, you're looking... Gonna buy it, and i'm gonna do it we'll too see. and i'm gonna fucking we'll hate myself L- i don't at... like my switch so march 26 2021 looking at our news Disgaea 6 was also part of that same direct. So. Oh, okay. I don't care about that either. No, I don't care <laughs> either. I actually care way more about Monster Hunter than Disgaea. It, 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 looked, it looked fine, but it, the trailer was okay. extremely okay. stupid. Like it, okay. was, it was like, oh, you can respawn, and every time you respawn, you get stronger, and you can hit level 9 million, and like you can do 9 billion damage, and it's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's that's this. a question. That's a question for another day. Uh, yeah. What? How do you like your JRPG uh, damage numbers? But anyway, uh, Capcom, unlike Sony, said did not put a Devil May Cry special. Devil May Cry Five Special Edition is coming to PC because apparently that game will not come to PC with the Virgil DLC. But uh, unlike Demon Souls, which will seemingly in like a year. Uh, yeah. So yeah, 
if you want to play Virgil in Devil May Cry Five, uh, you gotta buy a PlayStation Five or an Xbox. For PlayStation, yeah, or Xbox. Did they announce? I, I think Xbox? it's on Xbox. I think so. I thought I only saw the PlayStation, but I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox. I think I saw it on a graphic that was going around to like comparing the games. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Ancel has left the game industry to work at yeah. some wildlife sanctuaries. Creator of or director is it worked on Beyond Good and Evil, right? Black and mm-hmm. White. I don't know. Uh, he's working on Wild. Yep. Sad because you know what? I'm sick of making games about animals. I'm just going to go work with animals. Which good for him. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't think either of those games are ever going to come out. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he was working on Black Beyond Good and Evil too. He was, and yeah, if you was, if so. you if you read his uh, statement, uh, he talks about how those teams are autonomous at this point. Uh, everything that he had to do for those games, he has done. Like uh, he's wrapped. Oh, I believe up, it. Yeah, like he's totally wrapped up everything he needed to do, and he trusts those teams. He was uh, just playing like satisfactory, and it's just <laughs> <laughs> setting the yeah. game up to build itself. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, if you you can find his statement, it was like an Instagram thing, and it's the whole thing is along with a video of him with a little fox in the background, and it's wonderful. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah so nice. It's it's really cool, and I think it's a good move for him. Yeah. So, like, oh, he will be missed in the game industry. He's explicitly stated he's done with games. Uh, like he's been working in games for like thirty years. Yeah. But but yeah, it's super good for him. All right. Next, uh, CD Projekt Red did another Night City Wire, uh, which yeah. I didn't. I have not watched. People yeah, watched it apparently showed some uh, some of the like factions, the gangs in the game, which mm-hmm. yeah. had a lot of uh, very stereotypical or tropey uh, tropey caric- caricatures of people. You got like caricatures and mishmashes of different cultures coming together like uh the there's like the asian gang which is like the tiger claw or something and yeah it's like the voodoo boys which is the black gang and then the latina latino gang latinx gang uh yeah it's but like like it's like people are understandably super pissed about the representation in that like for example the asian gang which they describe as a chinese gang using stuff like katanas and like mm-hmm. just like blending all these cultures and appropriating a bunch of stuff from different cultures and then just saying, Oh, these are the Asians. And then like, uh, the, the Mexican, it's specifically a Mexican gang and it's like mm. extremely stereotypical like, yeah. to the point where it's like pretty racist. The, um, it, yeah. The thing that I saw the stuff and I was like, Y'all should have read some of those source books because <laughs> this has <laughs> been a, yeah. this is, this has been a, I mean, I, the, yeah. the day they announced this game, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I think Mike Pondsmith is a visionary creator and a very important creator. And I think he wrote those books with the intent to um, make those stereotypical groups seem really cool. Like to him, it was like these badass Mexican gangsters. It uh, wasn't uh, your, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just, so, yeah, I've got I, I don't to build off of it. I don't want to suggest that I think, I don't think he's a, a, a an implicitly racist guy at all. However, this has been in the cyberpunk RPG 
from mm-hmm. the first book. Like that, it is a game mm-hmm. of stereotypes for sure. Yeah, um, and you're which is, you're building this ridiculous world. And if you want to, if you are upset or hurt by the characterizations, it, that is completely valid. And, and I'm, I'm not, not saying that as say, an excuse. Oh, it's, I'm not trying yeah, to excuse no, it and no. say it's okay either. I'm just saying it's, it's it's very I, big I, when you're trying to. Be, there are better ways to go about doing what they're trying to do and create these large caricatures that are easily identifiable and like stand out and have their own personality. They, it's, it's a terrible way to do that. Yeah. And that's where they're, that's what this is trying to do. And it just sucks yeah. that it, it sucks that it sucks. Like, like there <laughs> totally. is, I can see a way one could characterize that kind of stuff. And be like, okay, this is set like a thousand plus years in the future. Mm-hmm. And yes, these Asian groups have been kind of consolidated just because in this future, this is how it happened. And there's probably a more sensitive way to show that if that's like a commentary kind of thing you want to do. The way they did it was not particularly yeah. good. Yeah. And in so this, it, in this instance, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think I, what, I don't, I'm certainly, again, I don't want to come off like I'm trying to apologize for them um, because I'm not, but CD Projekt has had a long history of basically having shitty marketing. Um, yeah. And I do think that there is a possibility for uh, the wider context of the game to be a much more interesting look at stereotypes in general and how those sure. things, those cultures develop within the game um, and within and- the world. This doesn't uh, so, mean that every Latino, Latina, Latinx character in the game speaks like how this gang does. However, like, you know, all the so, black hair people are part of this gang. Yeah, I think anything. this is like a shitty marketing look at the factions that may actually have a lot more yeah. nuance when you actually get to see them in yeah. the context of the game. Now, totally fair. The, the problem with that is if you are someone who feels... I I'm I'm planning on continu- I'm playing this game still. Uh it's still a game that I'm anticipating pretty hotly uh and I think that it uh fucking sucks the way that they talked about these gangs and it could be that they fucking suck in the game. I don't um I think if you are someone who was hurt by that trailer like personally and you spend $60 or $70, I don't know what their pricing is, but if you spend money on this game and then it turns out that actually they just treat you like a prop, your your identity like a prop. That feels really bad. So I would not fault anyone for looking at this and going, "Nah, fuck this game. I'm not interested in in put that potential for um for harm." Um, which I think shows how fucking stupid it is that they marketed it this way in the first place. Because the same thing, I know the same thing has happened with The Witcher Three with friends that I know who saw a lot of the like. Ooh, sexy times and slaying monsters. When that game has a pretty nuanced, deep storyline that is really engaging and makes you think a lot. But the way that it was marketed early on was not, did not convey that effectively at all. And so I know people who are like, oh, the Witcher series, that's the sex card series where you get the lewd art for sleeping with the ladies. And that stuck for them the whole time. So they think of it as like pulp trash that is, is um, objectifying and shitty. Uh, so like they just, I can't believe that they did it again because <laughs> I, I they're mean, just so bad at it. They don't listen to feedback uh, at all. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is for certain. Like they have been, 
people have been criticizing like the Voodoo Boys gang specifically because they've shown them in gameplay trailers or at least in like demos and stuff. And so they've gotten like feedback about that and people saying stuff and they just they keep their marketing is their marketing is just bad or the game is really bad about this stuff. And it could be both. It could be one or the other. I don't know. There's a weird yeah. like they Definitely. got the they're 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 in a. I mean, Poland is a very different place than the United States in terms of yes. like the surrounding cultures and stuff. So I think it's important to bear that in mind, not to use it as an excuse, but to bear it in mind. I know that there are creators on that team that are um, really cool people uh, who are in narrative design and writing roles. So I would like to hope that there's nuance in the final product. Um, but uh, and, and I mean, really cool people from different cultures that are not like not that you can't be Polish and write really cool stories. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's wild to me that the biggest criticism of the Witcher three was, yo, all these people are white. And then they went, Oh yeah, we should make a more diverse world. Let's work with this really diverse IP. And then, and make all of them caricatures is like, <laughs> you swung and you missed here guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's you can make you can make larger than life characters and they don't have to be look at fucking death loop that's like fully leaning into like 70s like grindhouse blaxploitation cinema in the way that it's presenting its aesthetic and that fucking whips that game looks awesome and doesn't have any of these problems so uh and and the characters seem very outsized so i don't know we can definitely move on but it'll be i'm interested to see the final product and see if this stuff we have to move on uh Luckily, we're we're basically wrapped up here. They put out the system requirements too. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Modest. They're yeah. pretty modest. Yeah, uh, which is good. So uh, I won't feel too bad about not having a new fancy graphics card when this yeah. comes out. And yeah, the, uh, maybe the, I'll just buy it on a PS5 if I can get one instead of my PC. We'll yeah, see. the highest requirement, which is used as the GPU, was like a 1050 or something. I think it was, it was 1060. 1060. Yeah. Oh, 1060. But, Sorry, yeah. I've got like, a 1070. I'm good. And and like yeah. that's that's the highest requirement. So that's really that, good. that is the recommended Recommend, system recommended. spec. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have an ultra mode that even pushes that, but it'll be fine oh, yeah. for most people. Um I'm curious to see what they say if they have any unique stuff with the controller. That's one of the things I'm most excited about for PS5 now. Unique they did cool the stuff with the Witcher. They did cool yeah, so, stuff with the Witcher where you could tran or you could quick swap between the powers using the touchpad by just like swiping up or to the side yeah. and stuff like so that. So like in Deathloop when your guns jam, it actually oh, yeah. locks the triggers and stuff. That's I wonder kind of right, 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 right. if Got that there. stuff will come later because they've said there'll be like an upgrade, yeah. like a launch. Right. There'll be like a, an upgrade at launch, but there won't be like a big, it'll be like a patch, but there won't be a big upgrade at launch for the game. So yeah. maybe not at launch, but like sometime in 2021, they'll. But if they share some of that stuff prior to launch, I could see picking it up at launch on PS5 and playing yeah. it there and then playing it again if it's good. And not super shitty. Uh, now that year. Sony is putting more games on PC, maybe they'll put good drivers for the Dual Shock or the Dual Sense on PC. Yep. And I hope so. Nice. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Because I'll tell you, trigger feedback on the Xbox One controller fucking rules. That's it's so cool mm-hmm. to feel the trigger that, vibration. That has always been the so, one thing I've been interested in about an Xbox. It, it's or like it's an really Xbox cool controller. Um, and so if if they can do stuff like lock the triggers on a PS5 controller, that's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, could you tell me hey. why you put Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered <laughs> rated for PS4 in Korea on this list? I just find it. Does anybody weird. care? 
Yeah, I love that game. What, which one's Hot Pursuit? It's the one that came out for PS3. It's the, it's it's the one with the, the police cars. The one with police cars. I oh, believe that's the God. first Criterion one. It's the, the yeah, first. It's the, it's the Criterion one where you get like the abilities. So like you have the EMPs yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I the, the, I just the, want yeah. Razor Callahan in 4K, 8K30. <laughs> yeah, that game was excellent. It ran extremely well. It was really fun. Like I played a ton of that game, but the fact that there's suddenly a remaster out of nowhere is cool. Like it kind of makes sense given the Burnout Paradise remaster because it's the next game they worked on after Burnout Paradise. It would be okay. funny if it was a it would be funny if it was a, a regional release though and it wasn't like Oh my god. <laughs> a remake kind of remaster. It was just a port and they just call it remastered cuz that's easier. <laughs> That would be really funny. But yeah. <laughs> like if we found out it never came out in Korea or something and there aren't allocations of PS5, so hey, it's a game to sell. <laughs> yeah. That would be really funny. Yep. All right. Last thing. All unlimited tacos pitchers shelled in yeah. baseball. The, There's a lot of a shelled player. A shelled player is shelled. What happens when an entire team is shelled? No, so, it, it's they they specifically did it because they want to know what would happen if pitchers, all the there's, pitchers there's no shelled, there's no so. pitchers. Like what happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if Man, a pitcher can't pitch happened. and they don't have any pitchers, what happens? So they try to break. I don't think we know yet. I don't know because they're out and because they're in party time. So we'll, um, we'll find out on Monday. Yeah. If yeah, okay. uh, hopefully, knowing the baseball devs, they'll do something fun with it. They won't just oh, like they won't just say no. This is fine. Um, Baseball is pretty good. Hot dog. Is, is it Jalen Hot Dog Fingers? Is she the one who was uh, resurrected? <laughs> she yes, and she's the, the one that's been just like throwing the baseballs directly at players I, and like the messing them player, up. <laughs> with respect to the role player playing Jalen on Twitter, I, I I mean I don't want to take anything away from them, but I love the the image of Jalen just being like yes. I am become death <laughs> and yeah. like just it's fucking ruining people. The funny. role player on Twitter is playing it much more as like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen, but I'm, so I'm you, like, you No, my head cannon is that Jalen is a destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. And I also love apparently like, I haven't really kept up with baseball this week because it was a busy week, but, um, apparently the Canada moist talkers, no one wanted to face them ever because they were just murdering like murdering entire teams worth of people and i'm really excited to see this this turn this is like turning me back onto baseball they actually put out a a a blog post because there was some in the fandom there was like what is happening all of our favorites are dying and they put out a blog post that was like this is a horror game understand (laughs) that this is going to continue to happen good good the characters are going to be put through meat grinders constantly and it's okay to take a break if you find it stressful. Yeah, and uh, it, it was also like, come back if you want. You don't have to, but yes. just know that know it coming in, <laughs> Which, you're going to lose your faves. Wait a second. Wait a second. The, the mild wings are in the postseason. This sure is not are. my mild wings. <laughs> sure are. Also on the it says. The mildly flavored mild wings won the game instead yes. of the favored lovers won the game or the yeah. favored shoe thieves. The mildly flavored <laughs> wild mild wings. Yeah, I'm still they mad. Some, they do some silly, cute things with that game. I'm back in. I'm 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 interested in the narrative now, given that they're going in a more murderous path uh, for <laughs> for the characters. It's a good way. To even if even if the garages don't win the next game and they get knocked out, I'm still I'm still more interested this than is, I was last week. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Well, that's going to have to do it for this episode. We've gone long. We talked a lot about that PlayStation. Yeah, we did. Uh, boy. Maybe okay. October will be a well, slow month. 
it's all out of the way now, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely there's no more news to come. Mm-hmm. I we got to learn. There's more questions to be answered about the PlayStation 5 that hopefully someone who knows something about games can get Jim Ryan in a room and listen, say, listen, motherfucker, I've got a list of 20 <laughs> questions here. You're going to answer all of them. And they can finally tell <sighs> us everything. Or you're getting COVID. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm going to take my mask off and give you yeah, COVID. It's like, it's just like, I don't know. It seems like Microsoft will talk to game uh, publishers or not, and game journalists and be like, hey, okay, here we'll answer your questions. Oh, Phil Spencer. I would assume, I would assume that the outlets are like emailing Sony being like, hey, can we get answers to these questions? And they're just not getting responses or. Oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's a, it's a wild, Sony. wild ride. Like get yep. your, get your messaging together. This watch this current team then, at Sony. I, I do not care for. October will be quiet for two months, and then Nintendo will announce the Switch Pro near the end of the month. I hope coming October March does not last two months. I cannot survive two months of October this year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, God, two two months of silent of two months of October would just be the worst fucking thing right now. Could you imagine <laughs> sitting through an election year twenty an October election year in twenty twenty twice? I mean, this stuff, this October two times stuff outside of this uh, outside of games is going to make October very long. <laughs> yep, for sure. Fucking unbearable. Speaking of uh, long, this episode Ruth Bader Ginsburg's life, and oh, she yeah. was yeah. Uh, a wonderful woman who pioneered many things. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. It, it is very sad to see uh, her go for sure. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of it's. I th- look I, real I, hard and long at yourself and about what you believe and what you want to stand for. Yeah. And look real long and hard about how talking to your peers um, works and how you can um, share your insights and feelings with people that isn't just shouting at them because I've seen so much in this year and especially in the last 16 hours of people just screaming and in despair and stuff like that. And we all of course need to grieve for things and I don't want to take anybody's like, just say to, to just get over it ever. Cause it's never that simple, but just think about if you have a, if you have political goals for this year, think about the ways you come across to people when you talk about them, because that matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and can have a big effect on the tone of a movement. Um, so it's, it's important to get it right. I think, um, and important to remember that even though it seems like we have disparate views, we're still in, in the United States, we're in it together at this point. <laughs> and, um, so we, we got to figure it out because <laughs> nobody's going to take us. <laughs> and with that, we'll end episode 139 of the Gaming Fix podcast on September 19th, 2020. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite tooth. You can find me on Twitter, at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays on Twitter, and um, usually I stream to our channel when I do stream, so... 
Uh, that's Fix Podcasts on Twitch, yeah? That's yeah. Gaming Fix on Twitch, actually. It is Gaming Fix God on Twitch. God damn it. See, yeah. this is why I can't remember anything. <laughs> I had to uh, log out of it recently, so I'm, next time I want to stream, I'm going to have to get Sam to give me his phone number. <laughs> that's not even listed on our, pay, on our URLs down here. Uh, you can also go to twitter.com slash fixpodcasts to follow us or at fixpodcasts. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Uh, probably trying to hit up the second Fury in Hades shortly after this. Not as hot as the first one. Or maybe hotter in some ways. All right. Mm, I don't know what it is, now. so I'm looking it's a good tease. To it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, and you can also help us out by going to podchaser.com slash gamingfix. Leave us a review. Or you can send us an email uh, with... Uh, who your hottest character in Hades is. We'll read it on air. We'll uh, we'll tell you if they're hot or not. Just Greg Cassidy. They're all hot. Uh, Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with another pod. Hopefully it doesn't go this long. God damn. And hopefully Allison will return. (laughs) Yes, hopefully we are are working on a solution for her. You You can find her at Writer Serenity. W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y on Twitter. Nailed it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go nail myself to bed. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Stay wet, gamers. <laughs> it's the beginning of Conan Exiles. Uh, okay, bye.